When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Forward by Emerson Royale towards Harry Kane. Excellent control by Kane, might open up for Kane, plays it into Sessegnon, here's the chance for Tottenham, it's steered in by Son! Tottenham Hotspur make the breakthrough at Anfield, and how big a goal might that be in their quest to finish in the Champions League places? It may well have a serious effect on the title race and the quadruple as well. But Hyung Min Son scores again for Spurs. It's Liverpool nil, Tottenham one. Diaz. Deflected and in. What an important goal for Liverpool, and it's scored by a man who's made such an impact since arriving at Anfield in January. Liverpool back level, Liverpool one, Tottenham Hotspur one. But in truth, it's not really enough for either team. In the circumstances, both needed a win today, but neither could find the moment of magic to get it. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Audio Boom. We're across a range of different audio platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And we are here to provide you some post-match analysis to Tottenham Hotspur during 1-1 up at Anfield and, of course, reflecting on what that means in the race for the top four. Of course, Arsenal getting a much-needed win for them this afternoon against Leeds United. Where does that leave the top four race as we approach a massive, massive, massive North London derby to come on Thursday? Got so much to come and got some wonderful returning guests, the originals of last one on Spurs, bringing it back for this evening. Absolutely love it. Before we do bring on to our panel, just a quick shout out that we're absolutely delighted on last one on Spurs to be sponsored by the Beaver Town Corner Pin. That's the Beaver Town, of course, opposite the South Stand. They're doing some amazing screenings, as you guys probably are aware. A lot of televised away games. Had a big one last night for Liverpool away. That called that obviously their home when away feature. We know Frankie Major, one of our own, was down there. John Wenham was down there as well, cheering on the boys, of course, in a 1-1 draw. Not the result we needed, but essentially, we've got to say, great place to go down there. I know Jace, Lee, Crackers, myself, we've been down there this season. 
Brilliant beer, great company, and so many Spurs fans to talk with. So, um, yeah, again, as I said, great telly in the garden. You've got pre-match DJs playing, the fans' favourite, of course. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And I'll let you say the rest. We've got even smoke cannons going off if and when Spurs score. No, we don't want to go back to Nuno and the lack of goals. So let's keep those smoke cannons rising between now and the end of the season. Of course, you get that entire Beavertown range. And a man I know at the moment is cracking the laser crush for a month. <laughs> Brings me nicely on to the wonderful Lee McQueen. Lee, how are you, my friend? How you going on, Ricky? Jay's Crackers. What a what a um, authentic panel. The, what, the originals of last one on Spurs all back together, um, or some of us all back together, of course, tonight. Um, yeah, buzzing. 1-1 uh, draw. Um, I know we're going to get into that. I think we was outstanding. Absolutely loving the uh, uh, Beaver Town and the corner pin. Um, I am on the laser crush at the moment, for, for sure. I'm not quite sure whether I'm going to be still on the laser crush by Thursday. <laughs> It's what Tottenham does. It's not when you leave at, the, at this moment the way they're playing. That, well, that's it. And I've got a bit Jack Grealish. You can see I've got a hairband. Then it's a long, it's a long story. Uh, let's not go into it now. It's not important. Uh, but so how the old Jack Grealish is in? I know. I know. Jace is keen to get off here because he wants to do the old cricket. And the I hope we ain't paid hundred million for him. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no, no, definitely not. You, you, you've got. We've got a. Um, we've got a pint of Necco and a packet of peanuts, mate. That's happy day, son. That's what gets Lee McQueen. I must say, Joe, when you've got free talkers like this, who needs to do a show? We could just do this for an hour, not talk about Spurs if you want. Judging by the results, they will just crushed us. Pardon the pun there for Laser Crush again. Another sponsor for you. We've got the wonderful Mr. Cracknell back in the house. Richard, it feels like it's been a while. Love you to be back on, Rich. I know you're back in Lanzarote soon to join us very, very soon, I know, in the coming days again. I am, yes, yeah, back home for a few days before I'm back again doing some more nights. Uh, bit concerned Jason hasn't got his hairband. It, oh, no, hang on a minute. No, I'll carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Jack Creelish and uh, is it Tamuri Ketspire, I think, isn't it, in the bottom right there? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't drawn that on. That do the trick. <laughs> I really hope that's one of those really, yeah, really yeah. super <laughs> indelible pens that you've got there and you have to turn up Thursday night at the lane with that still on now. <laughs> Rick, uh, can I start this evening by offering a humble and sincere apology uh, on behalf of all Tottenham Hotspur fans to, uh, to Jurgen Klopp and just say I am so, so really sorry but we just didn't play that you wanted us to play rather than playing the way that we wanted to play. So, Jürgen, so really, really sorry about that. And, uh, you know, I hope we haven't hurt your feelings uh, too much. Carry on, Rick. Good evening. Oh, good evening to you too. And we'll be getting into Jürgen Klopp's comments. Don't you worry about that. And as many say, so salty from Jürgen. And also, please have him back on the show. Yes, it is Tamori Ketsabaya, a.k.a. Jason McGovern. Jace, thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure. All right, mate. Uh, your mate, I thought, got an upside down six out of ten last night, wasn't it? He did, yeah. An upside he did. down six. Yeah. But no, absolutely. it was uh, last night was a fantastic performance right the way through the side. And um, okay, it wasn't the result we needed, but it was uh, it was the performance we needed. And and you can never you can never not go in there and getting a point. That's for sure. So you know I, I was convinced we get beat up there i know some were confident i thought we get beat this there's such a fantastic side so to to go there and show that character and actually come away just a little bit disappointed that we didn't get the win because the opportunity was there for us but um no 
was was a was a good day after all. Yeah, uh, Jason, I'm going to let you know this. I know people picking up it in the comments. We can hear you loud and clear, but we are slightly moving at a pace. I would say of give me a give me a fullback we used to have Tremazani. I can't help that, mate. I'm just letting I'm just letting you know, just in case you see some comments flying through. Yes, we can hear Jason loud and clear, but he is moving at the pace of Paolo Tremazani. You make I'll your go mind out, up. Come back. <laughs> like Paolo did all those years ago. Lee, let's start with you. We will touch upon obviously Liverpool to begin with. We'll feed into the top four and where we stand. But listen, after 12 consecutive home league victories, Liverpool were held at Anfield last night. Some big performances in there for Spurs. And I think that ultimately is the display that Antonio Conte, our head coach, does ultimately crave. And um, overall, a really good performance from Spurs, who would have felt really they couldn't even want it, to be honest with you. But Davis and Romero, especially immense. Royale, Dyer, Cess also impressive. What did you make, Lee? Which we hope will be a vital point up at Anfield come the end of the season, obviously based on what we do on Thursday and what others might do for us. Well, it's really interesting, Rick. And I, I said in there last week that I'm not a massive fan or not a massive lover of not having the football. <laughs> I feel like Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen Klopp was saying this really yesterday. Um, but I think, you know, as a, as a, as a Tottenham fan, um, you, it's a little bit like being a passenger in a car. When you're driving the car, you know exactly what you're going to do, when you're going to break, when you're going to turn a corner. And actually, as a passenger in a car, you, you just don't know because you're not in control. And sometimes, you know, when, when you're playing the way that we did, you're not in control of the football match because you ain't got a football. But yesterday, I felt weirdly in control of the football match. It felt so like we were... The game plan that we had set up was literally perfect. Um, and you could say, actually, it can't be perfect because they scored, right? And, and that's that's fair enough. But you could arguably say we had the best chances. Um, possession, the amount of passes, all that... <laughs> Jason's come back on a bit. He's just taking his headband off. <laughs> um, you know, passes, possession, all of these kind of stuff. You know, the stats that I love to I love to read out from the blue book. I mean, yeah, they beat us like 618 passes, 65% possession, 85% passing accuracy from Liverpool, 22 shots. But they only had three on target, which I thought was, was absolutely um, crazy and testament to the way we set up and the way them players put it in. Look, we love to praise Son and Kane and Kulisevsky and all, all of the um, it's gone, mate. It's gone. You're good. Um, we, we love to play praise the forward players, but sometimes you've got to praise the the you know the, the defense as well. And the way we set up yesterday, the way he wanted us to play, we it was it was virtually a perfect execution. I mean, we had three shots on target ourselves with only thirty five percent possession granted, but you would argue that we probably had the better chances and. That, that's, as I uh, echoed uh, Jason's um, uh, sentiments when he said before he took, took his airband off, um, you know, we come away a little bit disappointed because actually we could have won it at the end, um, you know, and it feels a little bit like, you know, how many of us were waiting for that one of their corners to go in on the 89th minute like it, like Fabino did, um, sorry, Firmino did the other, the other time around or, you know, giving away a dodgy penalty. But Sess has played, Twice against Salah this season, and twice, in my opinion, he's had him in his pocket. I thought he was, I thought yeah. he was outstanding. I thought Royale played like royalty, as I tweeted yesterday, and I mm. think the last one of Spurs tweeted out about um, Royale as well. He's he's had a lot of stick. When you put him in a position, what he's good at, which is basically defending, because that's what he was doing yesterday, he was very very good. So, um, and and although it was a bit of a um, you know a hook or a shunt, as it were, 
he did get that move going to, 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 to get the goal as well. So I think the back, I think Romero was a bit shaky in the first half, um, to, to be fair. He gave the ball away quite a lot. But again, I think that's because Conte was very, very clear in his pre-match press conference. You've got to be brave with the ball. Um, so when we've got the ball, you've got to be brave in trying to beat the press. And let's be honest, viewers, listeners, panel, I mean, Liverpool are relentless. They are on a different level to most teams. And for us to do what we did yesterday was was, was massive. I know it's not. The, uh, an extra two points would have kept it in our hands, of course. But phenomenal uh, effort from Tottenham Hotspur and uh, well done all the lads. Yeah, absolutely. Rich, let's come over to you. Listen, frustrating to not get all the three points. But I think if you said to any Spurs fan, what, four, five, six months ago, we'd get a point at Anfield. I think we all would have laughed, if we're being honest with you. Um, the result probably shows just how far we've come, that we've been really disappointed to not walk away with all three points. It was really a heroic defensive display, although obviously we've had the frustrations that I've seen Arsenal win. But I mean, in particular, as I said to Lee there, uh, Davis Emerson were, for me, particularly the standouts from the game. Then, if you're being honest about it, it is a lucky deflection away from three points mm. at Anfield. How did you see, Rich, that performance and result up at Anfield last night? A weird one, Rick, isn't it? And it's not just been the last six months. We always seem to go to City and do quite well. Um, Liverpool as well, we've had a few uh, results there. But we just don't seem to be able to go to places like Stamford Bridge uh, or Old Trafford. Or, you know, why, uh, just, why can we go somewhere like Liverpool, like Anfield yesterday, um and, and and city city away as well why can we do that but then not go burnley on a, on a wednesday night uh, or or at home to brighton there's something strange when when we go toe to toe with teams or teams that want to come and play us we do well we've got to find a way to break down these teams almost like what we done yesterday at anfield we've got to find a way through that um that that's all we that's all we seem to be short of at the moment because on our day, as we've proved this season, we can beat these teams. We we were dead unlucky yesterday not to come away with all three points at the end. I was actually, gu- I mean, how many teams are going to go Anfield and be gutted not yep. to get the win? Yep. And I, I said it was nearly a month ago, back in April. I said we'll go to Anfield and we'll get something, and it's not clobbered. And I put that up on on the social medias. I, I absolutely fancy because they are the type of team that we seem to like to play and can play against. So just find that little something where we can go somewhere like Burnley or Southampton away and go and get something from the game. And that seems to be just the smallest of small differences at the moment between us and Arsenal because it just seems like they can go to these places and just nick a draw or nick a win. And that's that's what we need to do. We, we're not far off now. We really don't seem that far off. It seems to be Man City and Liverpool, and then there's just this yeah. flotsam and jetsam that, below them that can be, you know, panel beaters and well beaters, you know, depending on who, who they're playing. So it was a fantastic performance yesterday, despite what your man uh, up, up in Liverpool says. Brilliant, disciplined Emerson Royal had one probably his best game. But the difference yesterday was he's a defensive wing back. 
And it, that's the role he was given yesterday. He wasn't being told to get forward and get forward. He was doing the role that he's accustomed to doing. So I don't know. If you want him as a flying wing back, get him forward, then maybe he's not your man. But if you yeah. want him to play that type of role, then he looked he looked he looked he looked good. Still still needs some work on his crossing, but him, Davies, Dyer, Romero. Look, were absolutely fantastic yesterday, and you know there can't be a man, woman, or child that would not have taken a draw. Um, yes, it's 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 a good it's a good step. It's a step in the right direction. Yep, I think the issue is this, and if we were coming over to you, Jay, if we were recording the show straight after the result, you may have got maybe a different feeling to what it is now because again, twenty four hours on. But I, I say that. I mean, many people would have expected Arsenal to be a Leeds United side that have been struggling for the majority of the season. However, the Premier League and the chaotic nature it is does show you results this season are really unpredictable. But I mean, I think even though Conte didn't get the overall result he would have wanted and we would have wanted, I'm sure that he would have taken a lot of validation from the way in which Spurs set up. I mean, his plan you can't say it never worked because it did. Liverpool were frustrated. We created chances. On another day, we could have won it. And I think it's important to say that Spurs have now not lost a game to either Man City or Liverpool this season. And it is infuriating that we've dropped points. But, I mean, I think everyone can now see there's a nucleus there, Jason, of a really good team. And with some key additions in the summer, and this is the thing, key additions that are going to take the team forward under Conte, Spurs are going places. Is it fair to say that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you always look back at points you dropped. But every single, I've always said it, every team in the league will talk about drop points. Manchester City will say, how did we drop six points to Tottenham? Liverpool will say, we've dropped four points to Tottenham. Arsenal will say, we lost at home to Brighton and then followed that up by losing away to Southampton. And we lost away at Everton. Uh, Manchester United will say, how did we lose 4-0 at Brighton? I mean, every single team has points they drop that, that you look back on. And when, when it's your own team, you think, Fancy, I mean, if if only we'd have beaten Wolves and Southampton, but we forget all the other teams that drop points will be saying, Arsenal will be saying exactly the same. If if we'd have beaten Brighton and Southampton, we'd, we'd be in the fourth already. So you can't always look at the points you've dropped. You just have to focus on the next game all the time. There was a lot of positives to take from, from that last night. And I thought, <clears throat> having got the lead, I thought there was a little spell five, six minutes after that when... I thought if we'd have just got the ball right, there was that one chance for Emerson Royal to cross when he had Son and I think Sessignon on a far post. If he could have just rolled that ball across the box, we were in again. And I I, I must admit, I thought we were going to go and get a second more than, than they'd get an equaliser. Um, I, I don't ever remember going to Anfield and our goalkeeper having as little to do as he did yesterday. But the number of blocked shots uh, and, the, and the one that from... Um, from upside down, six out of ten. I mean, the block on Salah was was just monumental. How he how he got to that? That was an outstanding block. So um, no, there's a lot of positives to take from it, but you can't rest on that. Thursday's another day. Yes, it's Arsenal, but you have to produce that type of commitment, that type of physical intensity, that type of game where you you don't make those sloppy mistakes at the back and and everyone does their jobs at corners and all the all the dirty sides of the game and you have to make sure you you repeat that but um special credit to our supporters as well you know always say our supporters particularly the travelling lot you know another 3000 go up there they deserve days like that 
They deserve to come away feeling proud of the team because they do us proud every away game. They put that commitment and effort to travel at ridiculous distances, ridiculous times for kickoffs, getting back from Anfield last night at two, three o'clock in the morning and things. They deserve to see performances like that one and the one at Manchester City rather than some of the lifeless ones that they, they sometimes have to put up with. So fair play to, to that travelling support as well. Jay, just to in with you for a second, because you actually spoke about this off air in the green room. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It says only team to not lose Liverpool or City this season, yet somehow lose to United team twice, Burnley, Wolves, Southampton, even Middlesbrough. How do we do it? And I think this question is key because you brought this up as we discussed. Uh, Alfonso Fryer says, how does this team manage such heroic efforts for these top teams in the league while sticking up the joint these lesser teams? <laughs> well, maybe, just... maybe some of it is that those teams will come at us and allow us to to do the, the the ultimate game plan that Tottenham have. And yet when when perhaps when Wolves and teams like that come to Tottenham, they will sit deep and they'll do to us what we did to Liverpool. Uh, all different types of reasons. But as I say, every club will go through their season and look back and think, how did we lose this game? How did we lose that game? Manchester United, I mean, to go to Brighton and lose 4-0 and perform as they have done all season, Man United. They've been shocking, let's be honest about it. So it's it's point that you have to try and learn from your mistakes, learn why you're not winning those games, try and sort that in the summer. If it's a lack of that last bit of creativity, try and bring that to the table over the summer. And, and that's all you can do. But it's pointless looking back with regrets. You've just got to look forward and, and get on with the next one. As I say, big game for us next one. We'll give our supporters some kind of season regardless if we can win that game to finally beat them in front of a full stadium and and that's where you go that's all you can concentrate on Jase just, just coming in there if I can Jase you just mentioned there give you know uh, some something for our supporters to go out on the arsenal I just want to say I think I think a lot of this kind of top four bat battle is is um maybe papered over the fact that we we're guaranteed top five we are top five in the yeah. Premier League already yeah, although we want top four, we are guaranteed Europa League, proper Europa League, not that conference, uh, you know, checker trade Europe style. Um, and, and also, when you look at the amount of points we've accumulated, we've already got more points that, we, that we've accumulated in previous two seasons. Um, we've finished sixth and seventh, respectively, in the last two seasons, um, and we're already going to finish fifth. Um, so you have to be looking at that. We changed our manager, what, halfway through the season um, and uh, and with the diabolical stuff that we've been going on with. Kane didn't even pick up, what, a goal, I don't think, until end of November. Um, so when, when you look at all of that, and this is... This Romero is was out being, as well for Romero a long time, was wasn't he? 13 yeah. weeks, 13 yeah. weeks he was out. So all of that stuff, and I know this isn't a defending oh, uh, Antonio Conte or whatever. When Antonio Conte came in, we were, I think, five or six points off the top four. We were eighth in the Premier League. Um, so not a huge gap to make up, to be fair. Um, and I still believe that we're going to go and get top four. But if we don't, if we don't, you have to reflect on the whole season. We are back on the up. But I love the tweet, Jason, that you put out, I think, like, earlier in the week. You said, won't it be lovely watching us rise again? And and I think that sometimes that's the enjoyment of football. It also comes on a three-year anniversary today of that hat-trick with that performance in Ajax, which had me and all my uh, all my boys in tears when we was over in Amsterdam. You know, and, and, you know, their moments are looking like they could be on their way back. Whether or not it's Europa, whether or not it's Champions League, whether or not it's, you know, domestic cups or in the league, we, no one can deny that we're back on the up. And that's what we needed as a football club. And we're top five. 
Uh, we've I've was thirty years in the Premier League this year, and in thirty years we've we've been an average uh, position in the Premier League is fifth. We are we are where we should be today. We smash Arsenal on Thursday, and then hope that Newcastle under the lights. There's lots of comments saying, "Mark, I think you just said this as well." Hopefully they can uh, they can get Sanko at Everton, and we've got to go and do the business on a ridiculous midday kickoff against Burnley, of course, because I think that's horrendous. But who may need something? Who may need something, Burnley? Who, who would have thought? As Jay said earlier, or Cracker said earlier, who would have thought Brighton would have smashed United four 0 Who would have thought that Brighton would have beaten Tottenham and also United and also Arsenal in the space of ten days? Like now, who would have thought that stuff? Who would have thought that? that we would have gone to Anfield and got a point. No, who would have thought that we'd gone to the Etihad? Or I think Crackers, I think you called that we'd win at the Etihad, to be fair. So I just, football is, this is why we love it. And this is why we also hate it. But you can't deny Arsenal are there on merit right now. The league does not lie. And if they cut, if they beat us, and I said in the green room, I wouldn't say this on, 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 on the camera, but if they beat us on Thursday, you have to say fair play. Because they've taken out Chelsea, United, West Ham and Tottenham. I mean, come on. That's that's hardcore. If we go and smash them, which I think we will on Thursday, I think they're under massive pressure because we, we've we arguably got the two easier games. So let's let's do it. Let's, let's, let's step up and see. And if we don't, we're top five. And if we do, it'd be an absolute party because it's not about playing necessarily in the Champions League. It's it- about... I know people don't want to hear this, but it's about the financial rewards that come with that. And in the moment that we're in, when we know Chelsea are going to go again, when we know Liverpool, Man City are going to go again, when we know Newcastle are about to buy the entire world, we we have to get some finances ready for that summer. Because if we back if we back Conte in the summer, or when we do, because I think we will as well, I think we could be absolutely brilliant. I think we could be brilliant. So let's see where we are. But we're six months into a project. Arteta's, what, three years into a project. Klopp's seven years into a project. Pep, six, seven years into a project. I mean, we're just starting on our journey again. And although that's really frustrating for most people, on a, on a journey that we're just starting, when we get fifth, or hopefully it's fourth, but if we, we're guaranteed fifth on a journey we're just starting, I think that's a, uh, that's a very good return for this season. Rich, let's come over to you because I mean, there's lots of lots of talk is around. Obviously, the top four battle and obviously this shootout we've now got between ourselves and Arsenal. I mean, they of course they today claim their fourth consecutive Premier League win. They've had two one win over Leeds subsequently before that uh, one. Uh, obviously, beat West Ham two one before that. Beat Man United three one and beat Chelsea four two. And we know now if Arsenal do do the unthinkable that we don't even want to think about and beat Spurs, of course, on Thursday they will officially qualify for the Champions mm-hmm. League which I know makes everybody feel sick, the fact they can actually do it in our ground. How do you feel, Rich, now about where this top four battle sits on this Sunday evening? So, Thursday night, um, the the pressure's on and we've got to win it. And if we win it, it gives us a great chance of of getting top four. And if we don't do it, it's all over. So, But if you want to go into the Champions League, that's the type of pressure that you've got to put up with. Because come next season, either us or Arsenal in the Champions League have got to start going to places like Bayern Munich. And they've got to go to the likes of of, of Madrid and playing them at home. And, you know, if you can't deal with that pressure, you're going to get ragged around like a doll. So, like, start stepping up and dealing with it. And 
Thursday night, I, I do I do really fancy us. I really, really do fancy us to go out there and, and do the business. Now that's one point with two games to go. They they Arsenal have then got to go and win both of those games. If they slip up, we've got to go and win both of those games. If they slip, we're there. We we, we do it. Um, if we don't do it, I know a lot of younger fans than I, and even some same age and older. It's like, but we've got to be in the Champions League. No, we haven't. I, I, let me ask everybody now. Would you want to be in the Champions League, get through the groups, you know, a few games, great, you know, the Champions League music's back and the glamour of it and everything. It's, it is fantastic. But go out in the last 16 or go and do, you know, a similar sort of run to what West Ham's done this year and start getting into semi-finals of these competitions and maybe even a final of Europa. And I think... You know, if you offered me, if you offered me that, I'm taking Europa all, all day long. I'll take, I'll take the UEFA Cup all day long if we get a good run into it and start getting some semi-finals or into a final. I'm not saying we're we, we're going to win it, but just that experience of it, rather from like you know, whimpering out at six in the last sixteen, um, because even with a great summer of transfers. I, I, we're a long way off a lot of those elite European clubs. So it might act as a nice stepping stone, the Europa, if we don't do it. Don't get me wrong. I want to do it. I do want to do it. But if we don't, that's cool as well, because I think that's sort of our level at the moment where we are. Um, and I think we can, if we take it seriously, go quite deep into the Europa. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a win-win for me. It's not for everybody. I, I get that, you know, but so let, let's see. It's it's a massive, massive shootout Thursday night, but step up, go and do it. Go and show us what you're made of. Some of these world-class players, show me your world-class. Go yeah. and win the these, game. These are like, the games. Yeah, these, these are, are the, the games. games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yesterday in that game versus Liverpool, like Jason said, just after we scored, for that five or six minutes, it, it started to look like we might get another one, but we was a little bit rabbits in the headlights yesterday when we was in possession. We didn't look our normal settled self. It was almost like, oh, we've got some possession, but it's against Liverpool. And we sort of played within ourselves a little bit. We didn't get out there and go at teams like we have done when we've gone one up and got some further possession. We just looked a little bit frightened of our own ability to go there and go all right we're one up go on then let's go again let's be brave i do we i don't think we was quite brave enough on the ball yesterday so that's mm. something yeah. we are going to have to learn and that's something that we're going to have to do in in the champions league so uh I'm, I'm really looking forward to thursday as i said to you i fly back in on wednesday i'm there thursday night i'm really really looking because that's that's what we all get into this game for this is what this is what we, we, we live for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go and do it Thursday. <laughs> then it's game on, isn't it? What what a, what a way to finish. After the start of the season under Nuno, he's thinking to yourself, oh, do you know what? We might get on the page one of teletext here well, rather we, than like the bottom we, we half. Were ever, we weren't ever a shot on target. I mean, this is the right weird thing, you know. Exactly. We have to be so honest. So from yeah. that to yeah. now, 
is fantastic, but that's because it's oh, settled. No, we didn't isn't have a it? shot on target against Brighton or Brentford. <laughs> but it's settled, Rick, isn't it? Look at yeah. Man United. Yeah. It's like the players that they've got there. Um, but it's a basket case at the moment. It's unsettled. The ball's like, yeah. you know, at sixes and sevens. There's a manager that's sort of coming but isn't a manager. Now somebody else is coming in. And da, 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 da. Liverpool, Man City, even Arsenal to a degree are settled. Look what's happened at Chelsea since everything that's gone on. Yeah, They've blown I agree. up because I, I think it's unsettled. Yeah. Get that settled structure. That's yeah. what you need. And that's what Conte's given us. Mm. I think that's why also, you know, Rich, I would, I, I totally understand where you're coming from in terms of the, the tiers of those European competitions. But mm. I think where I stand for me is that keeping Conte, and it might not be key Champions League, but I think the kind of calibre of players that he wants, because I think we've had discussion before that Conte is a win-now manager. And I'm not convinced that Tottenham as a club are a win-now club. Therefore, I think for the first time ever under Enix tenure, they are going to have to change their structure for Antonio mm. Conte because Antonio Conte will not change for Tottenham. And mm. I'm very, very intrigued to see whether Tottenham Hotspur under Enix over 20 years are going to change for one manager. History would tell you not. History would tell you not. Mm. Whether yeah. they will do is another question. That's why yeah. I think, for me, the Champions League and securing that is absolutely pivotal this season when you think because United, they're going to strengthen under a new manager. As Lee said, Newcastle are coming. Liverpool are going to strengthen. Uh, obviously, City are going to strengthen as well. And so will Arsenal. And if Arsenal in the Champions League, that almost gives them a kind of a hookup above us. But, I mean, I've got no doubt. A Conte attracts big, big players. He does. Mm -hmm. Jace, just want to get your view um, on where you sit on the top four battle because I know, listen, many will feel the fact that we've literally watched Chelsea, United, West Ham, Leeds all roll over for Arsenal in the last few weeks. However, having said that, you still have to win those games and Arsenal have won those games and are in the box seat. So how do you feel now going into Thursday with the pressure really on Spurs who simply have to win? Well, the first thing about the, the rolling over business you know, Leicester rolled over for us last week, if you looked at it, didn't they? Let's be honest. And when we played West Ham, it wasn't the normal West Ham. When we played them, they were on the back of the Seville game. They came, they they were nowhere near the, the West Ham we normally see at White Hart Lane. So, uh, you know, there's teams you could... Newcastle, did Newcastle roll over for us? Lost 5-1. Did Everton roll over for well, us? Well, lost five one. Up, one. They were one up though, Newcastle. To be fair, they were one up. They were one up. Obviously, Newcastle we had to come no, back. But, into that game. but I know you're coming. All from. I mean is, it's 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 very easy to to say these teams roll over for for everyone else. You know, you can't accept whatever happens elsewhere happens elsewhere. It's it's about us, and um, you know, I think the project, I think for Conte to to really get what he wants, I think the top four would would help enormously because. You know, I get the point. We've have we really attracted a Champions League player on the off off of being in the Champions League? Probably not. But if we were to go for a player in the summer that wants Champions League football, it's going to be hard to to convince them to to accept Europa League football. But you can't panic about other teams going to go and strengthen. Other teams are going to go and strengthen. There was a team that finished second, and they added Ronaldo, Varane, and Sancho, and they're going to finish seventh. So, yeah, they strengthened. Madness. They strengthened Madness. by Great signing point, one of the, the greatest players that, that football has ever seen. And they signed a, a top, proven, 
winner, winning mentality, everything. Bloke from Real Madrid, top class defender, World Cup winner, three times Champions League winner. He won everything in the game. Well, where's, where's it got them? So, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you'll have seven or eight teams that strengthen them, but only four can finish in the top four. It's simple as that. They can't all do it. So don't panic about what other clubs are going to go and do. Worry about what Tottenham are going to go and do and give ourselves the best possible chance to do the business that we want to do. And I think that helps if we get top four to start with. And it, and it will help, you know, I don't think Kane, there's any talk about Kane leaving if we get top four and things like that. So let's, let's just concentrate on ourselves. Yep. No, absolutely fair point. No, absolutely fair point. What we will do at this time, uh, before we dive into uh, Jurgen Klopp's post-match reaction, which I know Crackers cannot wait to dissect, we will go for our first break of the show for our listeners on audio. Antonio, what a performance. So much hard work, a lot of concentration, a lot of discipline, and it paid off. Mm, yeah, no, I think so. I think so, and... Uh... It's not easy. It's not easy to to play in this moment uh, against uh, a great team like Tottenham, especially away with this atmosphere. I think for my players uh, was uh, was very difficult to have a lot of noise uh, around them, uh, and uh, but uh, I think uh, we have to to be happy because uh, we played a, a good game. And before the game, I said that defensively. Uh, we should be uh, good we, mm, to pay great attention, and I think that uh, we did this. At the same time, when uh, we had the ball, I think we created uh, problems to Liverpool. Not only on the goal, but also we had uh, chances. Uh, one and the last, uh, and the last uh, uh, time uh, was uh, a really big, big chance, and uh, it's a pity because uh, I have seen my players a bit. Uh, a bit disappointed now and a bit frustrated, but at the same time, I think that this team, my team, showed uh, that uh, they have great desire, great desire, and uh, it's not simple to, to play against us. And the counter-attacking worked very well. It looked like there was a lot of a lot of work on the training ground this week for this game. Yeah, but. Um, I, I, it's important to understand uh, that uh, um, which is the counter attack because if you build uh, from the goalkeeper, uh, you do this uh, to uh, uh, to call no your opponent and then to find the space behind. To do this, uh, you take risk because um, sometimes uh, Liverpool won the ball and then they tried to to to, to be dangerous. But at the same time, uh, if you are good and uh, if uh, you work well. You can find a spy a space uh, behind the, the defensive line, especially if the defensive line is uh, is high. And what? How does this leave the top four picture now, as you go into the Arsenal game? But um, um, now the most important thing to try to, to recover because I think uh, it was uh, a really physical game also for both teams, and uh, it's incredible Liverpool that play every three days. Uh, to have uh, a lot of energy in this way. But I think uh, also my team uh, today uh, showed the great energy. Um, now it's important to rest and to prepare this game. Uh, it's an important game for, for us because we know very well that we are, uh, we are still in the race. We are in the race uh, for a place in Champions League. And uh, we want to try to, to play our, card, uh, our cards until, uh, until the end. 
Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. That's a big result and that could be a huge point at the end of the season. No, I mean, it was a big big game and obviously at Anfield it's, it's not that easy but I think it's a big point but obviously a bit uh, gutted that uh, last last chance we didn't, we didn't make it but uh, I think uh, the team performance were really, really good. Yeah, it looked like you got the, the game plan absolutely correct. Obviously, Liverpool uh, is one of the best teams in the world at the moment, so sometimes uh, we need to defend, this, which is, uh, we did well today, so, I mean, uh, it was, this was our game plan, and which is, we did, we could do much better when you have, when you had that ball, obviously, they pressed really, really well, but I think that's an improvement, you know, like, I think we have a space to improve that when we have, when we have a ball, we need to look forwards and do the better things. Oh, and what a goal you scored, all the way from the keeper, Emerson Royal, Harry Kane, Cessignor, you're finished, that's a fantastic team goal. I mean, we work, we work a lot about, about this kind of situation and uh, we know where, where to be, we know where I had to run, which player will be free, so I think this was perfect, perfect, our, our game plan, so I think it was a good, good team play and very proud, but should be more. more. <laughs> yeah, suppose we're throwing bodies in front of the ball. There's a lot of hard work out there, wasn't there? Yeah, it is. I'm just literally. I'm really exhausted. So I'm really, really tired after this game. I mean, this was, I think, one of the toughest game I ever faced. It and uh, yeah, but look, I mean, the the point is always good at Anfield. It's uh, obviously a really, really difficult place, but hard works pay off. 20th of the season, he's chasing that golden boot. But more importantly, how does this fit into the Champions League chase? Sir? No, I mean, this is more important than my goals. I mean, I'll yeah. try to help the teams, and uh, which is uh, always do. I mean, if we win the games, I don't have to score. So I think this is uh, this is my aim. This is only on my, my focus. I want to play Champions League next season. This is clear in our, our minds. So, yeah, I think it was a big, big, big point. And a big, big game coming up. Who are you playing again? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to say, but yeah, it's a big game, like like today. But uh, we are playing home, so we should take uh, advantage for for this these places. I mean, it's going to be a big, big game, but we need to prepare for four days and go for it. So give everything what we have, and then we'll see what happens. I must just say, there's nearly what six, seven hundred of you watching us live across all our platforms. So thank you so much. Sunday evening. We've not seen the results we want in the Premier League. So, again, thank you so much for all your incredible support for last one on Spurs. It's down to these guys here, like I say, people like this, the originals here, like Salim McQueen, Jason McGovern, Richard Cracknell, that have been with us throughout the whole season. I know they can't wait for a break in the summer. I'll tell you what, I can't wait either. So, um, we are weeks away. <laughs> I'll leave you boys three months of doing the transfer specials. <laughs> well, you know what? We're rich the cricket's on. The, the cricket and the golf is on. With Rich passes back to me last summer, I got given Nuno. So imagine how I felt. You know, I, I talk about drawing the shortest straw. If they're even, you could even call that a straw. My God, what a straw that was to draw. So um, well, I still, we still get over that for God's sake. But um, 
guys, you all know as well, we've been absolutely delighted to be sponsored by NordVPN for across the whole season here on Last Word on Spurs so far. Nord is a easy-to-use, secure, fast VPN. We've called it the Harry Kenner VPN. It's incredible in all its facets with the device protection of Christian Romero and the internet speed of Hummin Son on a good day. They've got one over 5,200 servers across 59 countries in the U- oh, around the world. They automate select the best server for your location loads or your specific needs. We've got a discount at the moment that we're running on Last Word on Spurs, um, which you can see on the screen here. So if you go to the following of www.nordvpn.com forward slash LWOS, you'll get yourself one additional month for free. I think this is great when you're going through the airport, you want to avoid all those dodgy connections. And like Jason, you want to watch that cricket overseas, anywhere around the world, football around the world. NordVPN is where you want to go. And Jason, take that look because I know exactly where you're going after this. Straight on the cricket. Yeah, tie volleyball. That's what you want to see. Bit of tie volleyball. <laughs> He's always got something on. If it isn't, if it isn't, if it isn't the cricket, <laughs> it's tie volleyball. How can you keep up with this guy? You're falling one in a minute, and come on. <laughs> Underwater soot juggling from Kazakhstan. Jason's off to watch after this. So. But Rick, do you know what? I actually use Nord where I live. Don't tell Nadine Dorries. And uh, I, I, I get to watch like Channel 4 and everything like that, she'll, she'll be after me. So I'll get sent to Rwanda if I start owning up to things oh. like that, when I? But uh, no, listen, lies. no, it's, it's fantastic. It works really, really well, to to, to be fair. So, yeah. uh, and I've not been paid for that, by the way. Can I have a free year subscription? Thank you very much. <laughs> but but Arsenal have been, been telling you to visit Rwanda all summer. <laughs> about four seasons they've been on about Rwanda. I think uh, also just for Wayne's comment there, I mean, just funny, I'm already being asked about transfer shows for the summer. I think, Wayne, we can't put Jason through summer transfer shows. So that means Lee McQueen and Crackers will be stepping up the cover as many as they can. So don't worry about that at all. Guys, we have to react to, um, well, first we'll react to Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference yesterday. Then we'll talk about Liverpool in a bit more detail. Lee, let's start with you. Um, so Klopp was massively critical about Tottenham's tactics after the 1-1 draw at Anfield. He said, I'm sorry, I'm the wrong person for that. When he was asked about the style of football Spurs were playing on the night, he said, I think they're world-class. I think they should do more for the game. I think the game against Liverpool, they had 30 to 30, th- sorry, 36 to 38% possession. It's not my problem. I cannot coach it. Although he forgot that he did beat Spurs in a Champions League final <laughs> only a couple of years ago. He said Tottenham's game plan works, but they're still fifth. Hummingson and Kane were completely rested. That's why it was so hard. Lee, what did you make about Jürgen? I mean, I've just come across him. He d- just not a very good loser, is he? But Liverpool fans probably love him for that. Yeah, I think that's it. I think he's not a very... Well, he didn't lose, to be fair, yesterday. He just, uh, well, he maybe lost a title after Man City's uh, demolished Newcastle, who we're, we're hoping to get to do us a favour next week or whatever. Crazy football stuff. Um, yeah, look, he didn't lose yesterday, did he? But he might have lost a title. So, yeah, he just didn't, it didn't go his way. I mean, he's a winner. The guy wants to win. This, this club... Liverpool Football Club could do the quadruple. I don't think they can now. And actually, this is why we're talking in agreement about fine margins and people lose their, excuse my language for the younger listeners, but people lose their shit over Tottenham like so quickly. Uh, we're talking about transfers. We haven't even got in the Champions League yet. I mean, come on, like sort it out. I think generally, honestly, I think this is part of the problem with, 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 with even us on here, the viewers and listeners of fan base, talking about things that might happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's just concentrate on Thursday and get the job done, and then and then see where we go. I mean, I think it's part of the problem, you know, with 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 um, with Liverpool. Everyone's talking about you know all the media hyping about quadruple. They they can walk away this season with the League Cup 
that's still a possibility. They could lose a cup final, they could lose the, the Champions League final, and they could lose the Premier League. You know, this is fine margins. Like, you could be that good for that long and be that relentless and walk away with the League Cup. Do, do you get what I mean? So, so, so for me, yeah, look, he's a winger. And, of course, with our Tottenham hats on, we're going to sit here and say, oh, you, uh, you know, this, that and the other, this, that and the other. But, you know, he had a go at, um, at Atletico Madrid, didn't he, about doing it? He's, he's had a go at us about doing it. He was yeah. guy. He got outsmarted by Conte tactically Great. and that hurts him so he's gone on the defensive and 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 you know gone on the attack from the defense if that makes sense so no, yeah. I, 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 he don't bother me to be honest like f- fair enough he's doing what he's doing they're they're way ahead of us in terms of their project way ahead of us in terms of their levels and he's got frustrated by a team that is set up like a you know a you know a lower level team but we we just realised that we're not we're near their level yet, so we've had to set up in that way, and it, and it worked to a certain degree. Mm. I mean, the thing is, if you go play Liverpool the game they want, you know, it could be a cricket score. So it's, it's just in, it's just could. insanity, really. I mean, Rich, you go there will be, just before we go to cracker. Sorry, there will be a time where we will go back head to head with Liverpool. And, and start smashing them 4-1 like yes. we did at Wembley. There yeah. will be a time when we it's get back. It's cycles. We're just Football's not there yet. Cycles. just not Agreed. there yet. Yeah, Agreed. Agreed. yeah. Football is about cycles. I've always said that. Rich, come over to you. Listen, you wanted to make your, you know, you made your, your feelings very good mm. in the green room so you can make them clear in the live room as well here because um, I think to suggest that, you know, for Spurs, only one way of using world-class players like Kane and Son. I just think it's very sour grapes from Jurgen Klopp. I mean, as Lee said there, he's, he's not the greatest, uh, well, not the greatest person when things don't go his way. Are you massively surprised, Rich? Because we have seen this before from him. Yeah, he's he's got form for this, isn't he? You know, he comes into the press conference with his Beatles T-shirt on and his cup of tea. And, uh, you know, there he is. Oh, I'm a really great guy. And, you know, smashes this, this, uh, flashes that that smile of his he, he's now got because he's had all his gnashes done. And uh, But then like, things like yesterday happen. And then you just get to see behind the mask a little bit, don't you? you? You get to see this. Don't get me wrong. He's a great manager. Look what that team's doing. But how, just I just cannot get that he's, that he's moaned. Teams are going to come and do what we've done yesterday. You can't go toe-to-toe with them. You just cannot. So find a way to beat us then, Jürgen. If you're that great, then find a way to beat us. Never mind as well as somebody the point just made. We have taken six points off a of city, by the way, as well. So so we've you know we've done our end of the bargain. I think it's something like thirty percent of the points that they've dropped those two teams have been against Tottenham, Liverpool and um Liverpool and City. Thirty percent of it from one team, us. So it's not like you know we've gone and lifted our skirt at Main Road and uh, and got beaten easily by City home and away. We've actually beaten them home and away. And then we've we've done that. So, you know, I just, yeah, I'm I'm not having him as a person. As a manager, yes. But I just don't like these people that, you know, come across, hey, I'm one of the guys. And he's got his kind of, like, as I see, his cup of tea and his Beatles T-shirt on, hey. And then all of a sudden something happens and you just oh, see yeah, this, this, this side to him. And he got yeah. out fault yesterday. He got out fault. By, by Conte, um, and he, he couldn't find a way round it. It's as simple as that. So, you know, find a way round it, and you win the league. Uh, if you don't, you don't. Simple as that. Um, winner 
is only a couple of little letters away from Winger, isn't it? So you Absolutely. know, I think I think he can he can be both, can't he? I think there's a mm. there's a, an, an H and a G in there sometimes with <laughs> with our friend uh, Jurgen Klopp. I mean, Liverpool fans must absolutely love him, but uh, yeah, that that trait. I, I don't really like it's all it's just this mask with him, you know, and and the press and everything lap him up, absolutely lap him up, uh, and nobody really calls him on it either. Yesterday, I mean that that tackle from uh, Fabinho, the elbow. Oh, I mean, I mean it he was had, like you could just, argue say he had, he had four bookable offences before he got booked. I'm it, being exactly, honest. With you. It, it, it was yeah. So you know, on another day and another team maybe. They're down to 10 men because that's a straight yeah. red for me. Oh, I mean, why has that not gone to VAR? Well, so they're honestly, down to 10 men. So I well, think I mean, he's lucky. I think just, he's, it's uh, absolutely disgusting. It was yeah. absolutely disgusting. I, I watched it back um, and then I've tweeted about it as well. It's gone mad actually on, on, on my on my Twitter. I'm not, I don't have, it doesn't often go mad, but it did on this. So it'd be interesting to see what the viewers and listeners are thinking of yeah. as well as opening this up as you brought up. Because that was a full on, in my opinion, Full on, nowhere near the ball. Looked where he was. Well, it's reckless. Full on elbow in his yeah, face. Yeah, reckless. Yeah. Un, a total red card. I mean, he's fallen down. He's, he's hurt his shoulder, I think, Sonny. But he could have smashed his jaw. I mean, he's I'm done him, Lee. Like, he's, he's looked at him. Card. He's done him. He, he has, he's not calling by accident. Him. He has done him. He's pro- he has proper, proper done him. That was premeditated, nasty. But yet, you know, Klopp's, Klopp's not seeing that for some reason. He's just seeing that we're being like, you know, not lifting our skirts from. So... I don't know if it's, yeah, I, I don't know if it's sinister to say that you just don't get those decisions up at Anfield. I think they've not had a penalty against them. I don't think anyone can quote me on this. It's what, over, certainly over a season, maybe mm. over one or two seasons. I mean, Jase has come on to you. We'll talk about the Fabino incident in a bit more detail shortly. But, um, you know, friend of the show, Ali Gold, I saw him actually tweet back to Gary Neville's comment in terms of... Um, him saying on as well, he? that Bang on. Conte wouldn't fit Manchester United's profile. And Ali's comment back, I thought was great, was he said, what's Perfect the game plan built for the match? He said it almost brought all three points. And in Conte's 25 Premier League matches with Spurs, they scored 51 goals. That's the third highest in the Premier League. Just seven less in Liverpool, 30 more than United. So surely being tactically adaptable is a good fit for anyone. Could you understand Klopp's frustration? Or is that the fact that, you know, Mike's whisked in his face straight after full time and he's angry at the fact they haven't got all three points? Just on Gary Neville's tactics, I mean, Manchester United picked five at the back when they went there a couple of weeks ago and lost 4-0. It was exactly their game plan to do what yep. Tottenham did. Look yep. for Rashford on the break. That's exactly all they did. And they lost 4-0 and could have lost 15-0. You know, so... And they did that. that at home comment, at Trafford and got beat by five. So, you know, I don't worry too much about what, what Gary Neville says. He has his own... Uh, he has his own agenda, and, um, and and that's up to him. I don't know now if he's a football pundit, a politician, uh, or whatever he is. So it's uh, put the mute button on with Gary Neville's on. But, um, you know, in, in terms of what Klopp said, you know, I, I would imagine most teams have gone to Anfield with that type of game plan. Sit deep, try and frustrate the space. And, you know, when we have that, let's be honest, <coughs> we have a lot of teams come to Tottenham yeah. and play that way. And when, when it doesn't work... Um, for Tottenham, who do we criticise? Do we criticise the opposition or do we say it's up to us to find a way? And that's that's what he has to do. Yeah. And the only the only thing I would 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 remind supporters of is when it happens to us, and it can be I'm not necessarily thinking about this season. It can be the teams like Wolves that come there and get everyone behind the ball. It can be 
It can be, I don't know, Southampton. It, can, it, it doesn't really matter which the team is. We always say, if only we had pace and width, and if we only had game changers on the bench. Well, they have pace and width, and they have game changers on the bench. Sometimes, you know, it's not that easy. It's well, not that easy. Exactly. And if you've got quality players in yeah, a few yeah. key positions, it's even harder. And we've yep. seen that against Manchester City, and we've seen that now against Liverpool. And, you know, last year, let's be honest, it was a very similar story, wasn't it? Where Sonny scored and Stephen Bergwijn had a couple of chances to to put us, to, you know, to, to get the point. So, you know, don't worry too much about what Klopp says. He's, he's, he's upset, I think. You know, he probably knows probably the title's gone on the back of that. Uh, and that's a frustration. And when when you think how, how good this Liverpool side is, they'll have lost three out of four title races to City. And they've barely lost the games all season. When you look at them and they're getting like 95, 96 points and still not winning the title. I mean, you know, that just shows you how, how good City are and that. So, of course, there's frustrations there for him. But um, we had to go and do the job that we did, just as everyone else has gone there with that game plan and just as probably 13, 14 teams have come to Tottenham with that game plan, frustrate us and try and nick something on the break. That is football. All, all the clubs do it. And you boys know what I'm like for my style of football, what the, the type of football I demand. And it used to drive me nuts that we were playing that way at home mm. to Fulham. Yep. And, and, and are owned to Norwich in an FA Cup tie and things. That's what drives me nuts. But you accept you can't go to Liverpool and go gung-ho. And it's, it's as simple as that. It's up to them to find a way to break you down. And But for a deflection, they couldn't do it. And, and like I said, I don't think Hugo's... can't remember a bigger away game, let alone against Liverpool, a bigger away game against any of them, where Hugo's had as little to do as that. Yeah, agree. No, I agree. I must just say this point as well. You know, Klopp is working... With players like obviously Trent, obviously he's got Robertson. You've got Conte with Sessegnon and Emerson that are players that are still very, very young, quite raw, that need to be coached, need to be guided. And well, well, was... just I mean, that was the other thing. Just when he said, you know, they got world-class players. Let's be honest, if you picked a joint 11, how many Tottenham players are going to be in there? Bar Kane and Son. Oh, even and, and yeah. you, I mean, you know, yeah. we, we had, the, I had a disagreement Romero. in the week. Would you actually, honestly, leave Mane out for Son? Would you 100%? I mean, you know, we can argue for for Sonny and he scores again. And and that's not me disrespecting Sonny. No, no, no. But Marnay's up for the Ballon d'Or. So would you sit here and just say, well, I'm not picking Marnay, I'm picking Son? Flip flip that the other way. You wouldn't do, would you? No, no, just flip that the other way, though. Would Would you swap out of Tottenham? Would you swap Sonny for Marnay? No, I, I think you both teams are happy with you? what they've got. No, yeah, yeah. Mad, but, what yeah. got. but what I mean, Lee, is if you were picking no, the opposite that, yeah, side, you, you can't just say 100% Son. No, There would no, be no, people that yeah. say, hold on a minute, you'd have to think about it, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, you'd have yeah. to think about even it. Kane, but if I said to you, Kane, you're picking Kane, Trent, you are you picking Emerson, are you picking Sessignon, are you picking Robertson, are you picking Van Dyke? you're picking Eric Dyer, it's 100%, isn't it? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, the point I say is going to come on to it, obviously, is Klopp's had six years to build that Liverpool team. Conte's had six months. So when you look at what he's having to work with, as I said, he's got Sessiong and Emerson as his fullbacks. You've got Klopp that's got Trent and Robertson. I don't understand he can expect the guy to set up any other way than the way he tried to do for a game, really, where, you know, you look at it now. Klopp, I think, like you touched upon, Lee, Massive frustrated that obviously he's been outdone by Conte twice this season, hasn't got maximum points. I think now it's just one winning six for uh, for Klopp. 
you know, against Conte. So clearly, obviously, he struggles against Antonio Conte teams. But um, keen to obviously bring it on to the actual game itself. Um, I mean, Conte said he was very proud of the players, that we never lost our composure. We were calm. We stopped Liverpool from having chances. I asked to be brave with the ball. That's exactly what they did. And again, I think, you know, if you look at Conte's comments um, in the build-up to the game, I, again, it, it's difficult where you stand on this point because he's clearly sending the message out to the board here that he says, look, he's told Spurs that he can be there, Jurgen Klopp, if he is back properly and he's given that time. He warned Spurs ahead of the game that, you know, up against Liverpool, you have to spend a lot of money or hope for miracles. So again, he's laying down the gauntlet to the ball. And I know that can be a separate conversation, but as he touched upon earlier, Spurs now will play either Champions League football or Europa League football next season. They've guaranteed that fifth spot. United, West Ham, they can't catch Spurs now mathematically. It does mean there's European football for 13 consecutive seasons for Spurs. So, I mean, again, that in itself, many people will be happy with the fact Spurs have secured European football of some form of kind. And ahead of the game, uh, Lee, coming over to you, we saw one change made by Antonio Conte. He brought Dijan Kulisevsky back into the starting lineup in the expense for Lucas Moura. So that team led Luis Romero, Dyer Davis, Emerson, Kulisevsky, Benton Court, Hoybier, Sessignon, Kane, Son, with a bench of Galini, Sanchez, Roden, Craig, White, Winks, Bergvine, Lucas, Son, uh, sorry, Scarlett. And John, as I read that bench out there, I mean, that tells you everything why Spurs set up the way they did. Because really, there's not much you can do with that bench. So Lee, apart from the one in false change, was there any surprise by the team Conte went with up at Anfield? No, not at all. Um, I think that the way, I mean, he, he said in his pre-match prep, uh, press conference that we touched upon already, didn't he? That, uh, you know, he, they've got a game plan. You're, he's been quite coy, wasn't he? You have to see how we go, how we play and how we set up. Um, I thought he may, I thought he may have gone with a like a 3-5-2 uh, rather than the 3-4-3, but it ended up being a 5-4-1 uh, when we didn't have the ball, and then we needed to break quickly on a three-four-three, uh, didn't we? In in possession of the football, um, so I thought that was that was quite interesting. Um, I think I said this right. I might, I might have said it right at the beginning of the show or in the green room. I can't remember, so forgive me. But I think ninety-eight percent of our game plan worked to a treat, didn't it? Like at the end of the day, yes, they scored. So you can't say maybe you can't say it was a hundred percent. It's such annoying that it was a deflected goal. But I think, as Jay said earlier, when we went 1-0 up, I thought we were going to go again and get another one quickly. And, you know, I think there was one or two chances. Um, I think arguably we had, the be- we had the better chances. So there was no, for me, there was no um, uh, surprise, Rick, in the way he set up and the, and the players that he played. Uh, and as Crack has touched upon earlier, when you play Emerson Royale in the, in the position that he was meant to play in, in the sense of, playing on the right side of a, as a defender, he come up with the goods. I thought, I thought he played really, really well. Our defence was was really, really good. So what, what I would say is, I mean, you, you, all of you touched upon it already in terms of the um, the defence. We had 12 block shots. So, you know, 12, I mean, yeah. huge amount oh, of like, bodies. And yeah. It reminded horrific. me a little bit of the Borussia Dortmund game away all them years ago in the Champions League. Do you remember that? Yeah. When... Yeah. Um, under under Poch and we, we went there and I mean we got absolutely ruined. The, the major difference with that game was Larice, I think, had to make like seven saves or something ridiculous in the first half. That's right. Yeah. The, yeah, remember Jason, you know, go, going to the point that you made earlier, I like Larice had a pretty comfortable game, to be honest. Yesterday I didn't really have to do much. I mean, look, they at the bar, 
we're at the post with Hoiber, um, and uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people are not giving him stick, but a lot of people are kind of going, Oh, Hoiber done the wrong thing in the right yeah, yeah. towards the end. And yeah, I think if he if he moves out of the way, or if Stevie B, Stevie B turns around and says, Leave it, shouts at him, leave it, I think he's got a, a volley into the back of the net for the redemption of last season, but that wasn't to be. But I think that. The way we set up and the way the game plan was handled was was virgin was virgin on perfection. The way he wanted us to play, so you can't really argue with that. Yeah, agree. Rich, just come over to you. Listen, Spurs in terms of starting the game, as Lee kind of referred to there, we saw the save from Diaz at one end, and the Spurs go right up the other end with Hoybier. He hit the left hand post with a low drive. You know, Hoybier really could have scored two on the night. Incredibly, really from mm. himself. Um, but listen, Spurs. Did get that all-important lead in that hold second on, half. Hold on. Holding midfield player could have scored two on the night, but we parked the bus. Touche. I can't make it up, can you, really? It's bad, isn't it, when you, think, when you talk about it, when you think about it. But um, listen, yeah, Emerson, obviously, starting the move for Spurs, popped up on the left-hand side, hit a lovely high ball into Harry Kane, who took it down brilliantly, to be fair to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, drived on with a ball, fed it out to Sess, who didn't panic kept his composure, kept his calm, fed it into Son and made no mistake. And I think all of us couldn't believe the fact one up at Anfield. And the question was, could we hold on? But most importantly, Rich, we'll talk about that shortly, but great team goal, wasn't it, from Tottenham? Oh, absolutely fantastic. And that's precisely what you want to see. And I think we had opportunity to do that a couple more times. That's where I disagree with Conte when he said we were brave with the ball. I think we could have been a bit braver. To be honest, I think when we when we actually got at them, we we sort of retreated in ourselves a little bit and maybe looked up and saw a ball that was maybe seventy percent on, sixty uh, percent on, and just kept going for the ninety percent ball. And I think a couple of times with a little bit more bravery, we 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 could have been in, uh, like with Hoybier holding midfielder, but he had two great chances. That's the, that's that tiny difference. That's where you've got to go and get that second goal, where a player in Hoybier's position needs to bury it, got to bury it. Uh, you know, Bergvine's got to give Hoybier a shout, or Hoybier has at least got to work the goalkeeper. Got to, got to work him. So that, that these are these small adjustments, these small tweaks, maybe an improvement in personnel. Um, you know, you started off talking about the, the team that was picked. Picks itself, really, when you look, yeah. when you see what was on, on the bench. Maybe uh, you give um, Stevie Bergvine a few more minutes. Um, you know, he just keeps getting these odd four or five minutes at ends of games. I don't know. Maybe give him a 15, 20-minute run. He's certainly got it in his locker. That That's for sure. It, it is there. Um, but I don't know, maybe they're holding him back because he's off in the summer and he doesn't want to get injured. Who knows? But, the, you know, the, the other problem you've got as well, Rick, is that that 11 that more or less picks itself now hasn't really got anything under no. it to give no. them any competition. No. And that's massive, absolutely massive. You know, I'm, even with my own son, my youngest son, um, another goalkeeper came into his team. Watched him step up 14 years old. He was like, you know, he was first choice. And then another kid comes along yeah. and he's there. And that's at 14 years old, you know, and he's like, oh, wow, 
oh, I'm going to have to step up here. You either shrink or you step up. Agreed. So totally it, yeah. it, that, that goes right the way through the game from sort of 14 years old through to professional. So we've got to have some co- healthy competition. And if you're not doing the business, somebody else comes in and takes your place. Um, so that that needs to be looked at. But yesterday was a good game plan, a good game plan, just a little bit more bravery, a little bit more luck as well, because football isn't exact science. It's chaos. It is, as we saw, that one deflection and uh, and it's in, you know. Other than that, yeah. that didn't really trouble us, did it? The only, the only time I saw... Uh, 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 Loris have to make a great save was from that like weird back pass headery thing that Sessignon done, and he sort of he struggled. Other than that, he wasn't troubled at all. But that's testament to that that defence that were were really solid, really disciplined. And you know, if a goalkeeper has to make a save, that means ten other players haven't done their job properly. So yeah, it's totally as good. simple as that. So yeah. so they they literally done their job nigh on perfectly apart from that little two percent chaos um that, that makes us love football that that, that think, one that one deflected shot yeah. i think as well you should give a, a a little shout out for for davinson sanchez coming on because to come into a game mm. like that and have to pick the pace up and we've seen him struggle in that left-sided part of the role before i mean mura turned him inside out a couple of times didn't they but for him to have to come on that late in it's the game, easy, pick it up and reorganise. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, in fairness yeah. to him, you know, you're all thinking, oh, here we go. This is, here comes that, the brain fart moment, if you like, where he's just not going to pick the pace up. But even he slipped in there and, and you didn't really notice notice anything, did you? We didn't look any different with him in the side than, than before he went off. Agree. I must just uh, reflect on the comments. Don't worry, we're doing player performances. They're coming through very soon. Jason hasn't read the script. He's jumped ahead and he's done Davidson Sanchez. But Jason, um, oh, ask you, Jason. Golf's just, on. <laughs> just on the goal itself, Jason. He can't wait, can he? He's going straight to the substitutes already, bless him. Uh, Jace, the goal itself came to the heart of the move for Spurs. But Cessna, we spoke a lot about Cess, haven't we, in terms of where he's going to show that maturity to develop under Conte. There's signs that, you know, slowly... I think he's turned him into a player. But the goal itself, the timing of the goal, Jace, I mean, how impressed was you by the way in which Spurs manoeuvred the ball? It was Conte-esque football, wasn't it? The way Spurs took that goal really, really well. Well, the, the one bit that I, I, I haven't actually seen the goal back far enough. I still can't work out why Emerson Royal was where he was on the pitch. Everyone said that. Everyone I'm, I'm said not, that. Not quite, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'd, I'd need to see how he ended up in that position. because, <laughs> And it was... Uh, it was a bit of a hoof from Emerson Royal in fairness. It wasn't a measured, it wasn't a measured hurricane style through. He meant that. It did come down months. with snow on it at one point, but um, but Kane's touch and that was excellent. But no, Cess, Cess got himself. It's just, we said, I mean, there was a couple of times when I wish he could have been just a little bit braver with the ball. Um, you know, I just feel with him, it is purely down to mentality and confidence. And, and maybe some of that is he's, not quite confident in his own body to be the Fulham Ryan Sessignon. But, you know, I know the talent's in him, but I still think that I don't see him being your first choice next season in a way, or Conte's got a lot of work to do with him. I just think, just just get that bit more personality inside of him. But he certainly was composed with the ball across to um, to Sonny. And we, we've seen him 
you know, a nice ball across to Doherty against Leeds, wasn't it? Scored there, the, the ball yeah. into the box for Everton. So it is in him. Absolutely. But you, you need three or four good balls in a game, not just one good ball in a game. Yeah. And then he, he followed it up with a really bit. When he got booked, I thought there was a chance for him to get a ball in or take his man on. And he kind of went backwards, got muscled off of it, ended up giving a silly free kick away. And, that, and that's what I mean with Cess. There's still that part of him where you think this, you know, it just needs to, to get himself sorted, get that get that brain sorted that he has that bit more confidence and personality and realise that he can be a player because he's, he's young enough to be. And people forget, I mean, the, the Fulham Sessignon, he was player of the year in the, and OK, it's the championship, but he was player of the year at seven, not young player of the year, at 17 years, he was player of the year in a really tough league to get out of let's be honest about it so the ability is in him but you know we're, we're talking about the string of games i think he he does need the string of games but he needs needs to sort that and hopefully that will come with him yeah lee i don't need to tell you this mate because i know you're one of his biggest fans if not always his staunchest defender on last one on spurs Hummin son now the second tottenham player to net 20 pretty goals in a season without any of them being penalties he emulates gareth bow Back in the 2012-2013 season, he's now scored 12 and been involved in 17 more Premier League goals than any other player in 2022. Is there anything left for you, Lee, about Hummin Son? That needs to be said. We know you love Hummin Son and the goal return I he's think, had this season has been remarkable. I think uh, I think we should drop him. I'll be honest with you. I think <laughs> his lack of consistency, right, is because is he's not world-class and his lack of consistency is why we should drop him. Let's hope he's got a few more saves Thursday. Look, look, I, I get, I get, I do get what we said on this show before, and what, what one of uh, you know a few of you guys have said before, um, you know about Son, and you know, imagine if he, if he turns up every game or whatever. But he has been, like to be fair, them stats you just read out that he has been. I mean, he, he's turned vastly into Mister Tottenham, isn't he? Let's be brutally honest about it. I. I this sums up Tottenham uh, and Huminson for me perfectly. Two interviews now in the last two games after Liverpool. So his post-match interview after Liverpool and his post-match interview after Leicester. He specifically said on camera, I want to play Champions League football. Yeah. Right. He, he specifically said that. Yeah. Now, where's the headlines? Huminson's leaving Tottenham. Where, where are they? Where is the headlines saying he's he wants Champions League football? He's leaving. They, they just don't. There's none. Now, if any other player, specifically Kane, had said that, it would have been everywhere. Literally, Kane has said it would have been, you know, clickbait news. Kane wants Champions League football. Spurs might not get it, so he's going to leave. All this sort of stuff. You know, it's, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> nice one, Chase. It's absolutely crazy. So, <laughs> I think for me, it, it, that sums up Hummingson, uh the way he is, where his attitude is. Like, he did go, go on to say in that in that post fabulous point, Ali. You're right. He's, he's referenced that quite a few times now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and 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 this is the thing by it. So he's Mr. Tottenham. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm worried that he, he kept touching his shoulder, so I'm worried that 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 mm. Fabinho incident hurt him a yeah. bit. And hopefully he's going to be okay. We, we need him firing. I had it on decent authority, good authority, very good authority. Uh, a few weeks back, um, that Kane's injured. I think he took a knock in the Villa game. Um, might have been the game after, and that's why he hasn't been totally himself because. Remember, uh, lads, listeners, viewers, he, he was he on... He buckled absolute... at Brighton, didn't he? He buckled yeah, under yeah. the goalkeeper at Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. the Brighton game, you're spot on. And he, he ain't been... He, he was on absolute 
fire before that, absolute fire, and he's dropped yeah. off a little bit. So mm. I think for um, I think that he's he's carrying something. Hopefully, he'd be in a situation where um, he'd turn up in the North London derby and, and be brilliant. Son ha- has to be as well. Um, and look, when, when them two Kulisewski, when 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 they're on form, we're, we're, we're a match for anyone. And I think you know that's why we're riling uh, Jur- Jurgen Klopp at the moment because he knows it. I do agree. Now, uh, guys, I do want to just bring it on to the Fabinho internet. I know we touched on it briefly earlier. Uh, Rich, coming over to you. I mean, listen, I've got to flip back to that for a second because there was, you know, Fabinho, that was four or five challenges on the evening that many of them could have mm. been seen as yellow cards. And, you know, just the nature of it. I mean, you've said it, Jace, you've seen it. I mean, Lee, you've looked, watched it back and so have you, Rich. You know, it just feels that's a red card any other, any other day of the week. Can you give an explanation, Rich, as to why he's on the field still? Because it's Liverpool, Rick, as it used to be. It was Man United and it was this team and that team. And the big teams get the, get decisions. Uh, and uh, They just always have and always will do. Um, why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go as far to say there's anything malevolent going on. But it just always seems to be... But the media, there's always seems to be a media darling team, doesn't there? It was Man United for a while, then it was City, now it's Liverpool, and they they just do, they just do. I mean, if that's if that's Southampton or Wolves or anybody else, it gets. I mean, even today, Aliens uh, sending off got look got looked at by VAR, uh, and and off he went. But yesterday, Fabinho's didn't. So I don't know. Maybe this is something that you have to get you know, Mike Dean in to explain, or or I don't. Maybe you get well, a referee. Wayne, Wayne, on. Was, Wayne was saying last night. Apparently, Mike can Dean I, was on the VAR. Can, can I just say? I don't know crackers, and I don't know if I, I'm I'm even allowed to say this. I've never had this before. I've been looking down at my phone quite a lot for the last twenty minutes or so, and the reason why is because I just got a DMCA. Um, never had one before my life. A DMCA on Twitter, like, it's like a YMCA. Basically, they the Premier League have taken down my tweet about yeah, different taken, they've, copyright, they've taken copy, it down. And basically, video, what, yeah. they, what they've said is like they've said it's copyright or whatever, but it's had three mm. and a half thousand hits and 664 retweets. Mm. And I wonder it's wild and people they've taken it down because it's blatant. You can't, you can't, it's blatant. Because they've done that on the on the copyright issue because you yeah, don't yeah. have a like that. That's what they'll 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 hide behind. But yeah. just Rick, it's always been thus, isn't it? But even we get it when when we play a team in a lower league to us. Sometimes we'll get decisions that that you think to yourself, well, I don't know. That, that's that's not right, you know. Really, we should have had a that should have been a penalty, a Tranmere or something in the cup. You know, it's just always those bigger teams, the the darlings, the ones right at the very top. Get they they do get decisions, but that that's a strange one. Yesterday, after the way he's marauding around and putting it about Fabinho, yeah. and then that as well. Um, if you're going to have VAR, use it, but you've got to use it fairly and consistently. And it ju- it just isn't. It just it just it just isn't. I don't know why, uh, Rick, but it has always been thus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just laughing. <laughs> Thirty-five there. Well, none of that DMCA and the muscly. Don't worry about I just, it. I just want it. I think it's wild me a bit because I've never had it. I've done. A, I've never yeah. had it before. But we've obviously got under somebody's feather, like some people's feathers, or something. Maybe maybe not. But it's so blatant when you watch it back. 
I've had to delete this. Jason looks massively concerned, doesn't he? No, but I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually talking about the incident, like as you're saying, yeah, crackers, you absolutely. Know, it, it always yeah. seems to be not, yeah. not just us, but you know, like you say, like the alien, everything. Like, wh why yeah. isn't somebody else looking at that from a like, VAR perspective? And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's any corruption going on. Well, that's no. a big word to use. Well, I'm not saying that. What I'm yeah. saying is maybe it's unconscious bias, right? So unconscious don't realize bias. you're doing it. It's, you, you it's exactly that. It's, it's yeah, exactly I mean, don't realize you're doing it, but it's there. And yeah, it's, it's Fergie Fer used to do it all the time, Rick oh. Lee, and listen, yeah, all Chris. the time. I mean, when he, when he got knighted, um, nobody ever called him sir. I don't think he quite liked the title that much. Um, it, it, that was that was just not, not his thing. But if he ever got on a disciplinary, and had to go to the FA, he insisted that the disciplinary ball called him sir. And he's all these little things that really? they do. Yeah, Fergie mm. always insisted, but that disciplinary ball called him sir, Sir Alex. Nobody else was made to call him Sir Alex, but the disciplinary ball was. And this is what happens, you know, you don't we don't get to see what goes on when they walk off at half-time and full-time, we get a little glimpse now and then, like when West Ham came off at the end of the game the other night and there was that big hoo and that sort of tweet went round. I noticed that one never got taken down, by the way, but mm. <laughs> that, that's still out there, that, that sort of bust up in the tunnel. But managers getting into dressing rooms, like referees' rooms and that sort of thing, it goes on, Rick. So I'm wondering whether there's there's just something there, but... That that was a disgusting tackle. It was premeditated. Yeah. It was nasty. It, it it was it was really bad. Do you have an, a view on that, Jace, as to why VAR hasn't stepped in there and looked at that? You know, that's the whole purpose that we've got this technology in the game for. And I know again, it's it's a talking point because again, if Fabinho's not on the field, it, it's a different game, isn't it? It's ten versus eleven. Spurs are in the ascendancy. What do you think? Well, it is. But before we go down the the VAR route, Kane should get sent off at Tottenham. Jota should get a penalty at Tottenham. So okay, Andy Robertson yeah, got yeah. sent off at Tottenham. Mm. So we can't yeah. say that it always goes it. No, it's only a couple okay. of years ago, Tottenham got yeah. two penalties at Anfield. Mm. So the only thing you say is not that. No, no. But on, the on the Son incident, oh. on the Son incident, when it very first happened, when it very first happens, there was no no action replay. You just saw it first time. There wasn't a big reaction from any of the other Tottenham players like you'd normally see with an elbow. And then you see it from the, the camera angle that we're all watching in slow motion. And it is, you think that's, he's gone to do it. Richard's right. You can see it. He's not looked at the ball. He's looked at the man and he's gone. But when you actually saw it in real speed, first time with no action replay, Christian Romero would run at him if he really thought it was bad. Christian Romero didn't. There was no big reaction from Tottenham. So I don't think it necessarily draws the attention of the VAR officials being, Christ, we've got a big one. Whereas the Luke Ayling one today, that immediately gets all the players are running from all directions over there to sort it, which immediately kind of puts the, the VAR official on, on red alert. And it was only from that, that one camera angle where you really see the intent. Now, you could say that that camera angle was up quick enough and maybe something should have been done but i can i can understand why the referee at real speed one angle one look in the pace of the game didn't have a didn't necessarily think that's a, a big problem incident so i think he's a, he's a lucky boy 
because of the replays. And uh, I can understand our frustration, as I say. I think it is red, but it's it was one of those that, at the time when I first just saw it, first off, mm. I didn't see a big problem with it. Yeah, it's funny because I, I do agree with you, Jason. It was more of an afterthought on the game yeah. rather than the yeah. in-game. I, I think that yeah. is fair. Um, Lee, coming over to you... Was the cruelest of equalisers, wasn't it? Really, I mean, it was. It was always going to be Luis Diaz that was going to score. I mean, it's just. I know people say this is Spurs. This is Spurs. You know, it's a shot that takes a big deflection. It rolls inside that left hand post. Lloris completely and utterly beaten. Did come off Bentoncourt. Lee, is it just one of those freak goals that <laughs> we've spoken about in how many years we've watched Tottenham that always seems to go against Tottenham? <sighs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think there's two things I want to uh, say before before I think that. Like, uh, well, I say that. Sorry. I think the first one is: is it going in originally? So, is it on target? Is it going in? You probably say yes, it's on target. The second one is: does Larry save that? And I think he probably does. Uh, hard, hard to know. I'd like to see like a you know a, a, a graphic of, of of what it might. Hawkeye, you need Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That I was just about to say, you need Hawkeye, mate, to see what exactly you need Hawkeye. Um, so it's hard to tell, but obviously, as you say, completely wrong-footed. Uh, Luis had a decent sight of where the shot was going, so I think he saves it, uh, but completely wrong-footed and goes in. Is it a bit of a, look? Did did Liverpool deserve it at that time? At that point, maybe, maybe they deserve to get back in the game. I, I actually said because I was um, I, I was I was watching the game at home. I actually said to uh, to my wife. <laughs> that's got no interest in football, by the way. Um, but I, I said, I said to her, she's what she, she had no. You said that as if she was on Conte staff then for a second. Yeah, no, exactly. I was like, yeah, no. And I she, said this to my people relate us back. Nicola's analysing the game, right? Why? Well, I said no, not at all. Um, but I, I actually said to my wife, I said, oh, we've got to get to seventy minutes here without conceding. Obviously, we did, and I was like, right, okay, we've got to get to seventy-five. No, eighty, eighty. We've got to get to eighty. I said, and then obviously we didn't get to seventy-five, and just thought. And, and and again, fair play for Tottenham because I, I did think at that point, oh, we're going to have another one where they're going to go again because I think they got a corner yeah, quite quickly after yeah, you're, that. You're right. The, the crowd go mental and yeah. And no matter what anybody says about Liverpool and what they do, their, their crowd is in, insane. Like it is insane. Yeah. Like they're pre-match, they're during the match. It's insane. And if we, yeah. if we can get an atmosphere down down the lane, and I'm I'm actually asking, you know, viewers, listeners, everybody that goes to the lane on on Thursday, I'm actually asking. Can we get an atmosphere anywhere like that? Because I think it's it is incredible. I uh, must say on that point, yeah, Frankie Major. You know, Frankie's really trying hard to push through. Obviously, with um, collaboration, THSE flags along with the trust. Can we get you know some form of a big cop style flag going in that stadium? Not that it's going to make well, the change in the result, but we just need to make that atmosphere really, really intimidating. Yeah, and, uh, fair... We'll come into it on the Arsenal preview towards the end, but we need to do yeah. something, don't we? I think that's yeah, clear. Yeah, we do. And, and, and again, I, I gave him a shout-out last week, and I'll give him again a shout-out. Um, Spurs song sheets, they're trying to do. They've been working really hard and getting some really uh, good stuff going on as well in collaboration. So, look, let's see let's see what we can do on that. But, but I mean, I, I did think, oh, God, is this going to be, you know, because we've worked so hard to be in front and to be at that point at 75 minutes. And then it's one all, and then you're thinking, oh, are we going to go and concede another one? A fair play to us, obviously, we didn't it didn't go that way, but it was a bit of luck, like to, to be honest. And I think I think you boys touched upon it earlier when Klopp turns around and says, um, you know, oh, I can't I can't teach football, I can't I can't coach football like that, whatever it might be. You know, he's got out of jail from a deflection. 
Like in the end, isn't he? He's, I agree. Got I mean, that, that's the difference. Team. When you look at the overall picture, that's the difference. I agree. Exactly. Um, Rich, just to close this segment of the show, you know, huge chance at the end for Spurs. Emerson crosses <laughs> in, unmarked Hoybier, heads it backwards rather than a goal or a cross to Kane. It's just maybe that's the player you don't want it to fall to. Hoybier, mm. I mean, Rich... Is there anything you can say about that moment? Do you have to hold that? Do you hold that against him? <laughs> no, it's, it's hard to, isn't it? It's it's fall, it's fallen to him. Uh, he's a professional footballer. He's trying to turn it in. If he if he turns it in, wow! I mean, you know, we're building statues to him, aren't we? To, today we're putting one up down the side down the side of the south stand. Um, you, you can't really hold it against him. Whether Hoybier is going to be good enough all round, not just that part of him going forward, um, remains to be seen. There's some players that are stepping up, but again, a lot of them, even though they have stepped up and are doing well, at the moment, there is room for classier, better players to come in. And we've got, we're going to have to be ruthless and we might have to say goodbye to a few of those that have really stepped up and really tried. You know, I mean, listen, I'll name names. Davies, who had a great game yesterday, maybe to, to step up. Oh, he was fantastic yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, is that somebody that's going to get you over the line into sort of Champions League and be, you know, or Europa Leagues and that? It's 50 50. Doherty, another one who's really stepped up and really done well and been a big miss since he's been out as well. But is he the player to go to that next level? There's a few There's a few of them there. Hoybier is another one. Regulon is another one. There's a few that just sit, that are good enough for now, but are they good enough to give you that step up? There's, I mean, like Jason said a, a, a few months ago, um, and it's a fantastic point. We got rid of the unwilling, then it's time to have a look at the unable, you know, yeah. and that, that's that's that. They're able at the moment, but if you want to go and step up, yeah. you have you have got to do something, you know. I mean, we've we've had some rancid old cups of meat that we've got rid of. Now we've got a few Rustler's burgers knocking about. We've got to go out there and start looking for a few T-bone steaks, haven't we? You know, we've got the Celso and Dembele to come back yet, boys. Well, right, yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to say, if you're going to go to steaks, Brian Hill, can't you? <laughs> Brian, <laughs> well, listen, Brian Hill, again, is absolutely yeah, yeah. tearing it up. But yeah. some of these players are maybe round pegs in square in square mm. holes at the moment. Yeah. That's another problem that just yeah. don't just don't suit the Premier League. But Hill, he's absolutely tearing it up back here yeah. in Spain. Can he come and settle in England and yeah. play Premier League football? He's certainly got it in his locker, and he's mm. like you know, as I've said before, got shoes older than him. Um, but. He could come back. And if he does make the step up, you've got a player on your hands. But yeah. again, we might have to make a decision on him. He may have to go. So there's there's a good few players there at the moment really, really sit on, the, on that teeter. They're teetering, aren't they? Teetering yeah. on the edge. What a seaside town that is, Rick. Teetering on the edge. <laughs> just on that, just on, that on, on Hoiberg, though, as well. I mean, I think King Hoddle makes a really good point. Um, you know, he's not guaranteed to score there. You know, I actually think if you if you watch it back, 
Hoiberg, um, Hoiberg is probably in two minds and he's probably thinking Kane's like a world-class finisher. So give him the opportunity is probably what he's tried to do. Yeah. I actually think the best opportunity would have been Steven Bergwijn, surely behind him. If he gives him a call, shouts, leave it, leave it. And he volleys. I don't think Alisson saves a full-on volley from Steven Bergwijn, whereas he, he probably saves a, a just slightly behind him weak header from Hoiberg. So, do you know what I mean? I, it was it was a good ball in from 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 Winks, and uh, and and it's a shame. It's a shame. Like we could we could have won it at the end for sure. I, I think yeah. it, the the opportunity should have been Hoiberg should have left it, and Bergwijn should have hit it. Yeah, would you, what did you? What do you think, Rick? What, Jace, what did you think of that? Go on, Jace, how are you? I just, I just think the best chance to win it was, was just after we scored and Emerson got that ball with Son yeah, and that in yeah, the middle, yeah. and I just thought, play it, play it along the floor, just roll it across because it wasn't a difficult ball in, and he overhit that cry. I thought that was the a worse moment for us than the Hoiberg one. Uh, yeah, it's true. Those. The little Possibly moments in games don't normally win you or lose you games. Like one mm. game in a season doesn't win or lose you a league, doesn't it? So it's, mm. you know, Jason's spot on. That's when we should have gone at him. In that five or six minutes, we should have found a way to to, to get through and go and get that, that second goal. And, uh, you know, Stevie Bergvine had one of these, didn't he? What, what was the game... Uh, very, very early in his career. I mean, he got the goal against City and then he had that one where he, he hit the post, didn't he? Uh, and he got... That was Liverpool. That was Liverpool, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Liverpool, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was the last time. Yeah, yeah. he got absolute pelters for that, didn't yeah, he? He got, he got, he got, he got a hammer yeah, yeah. for it. But, yeah. you know, little moments like that don't normally... They can win your games, but they certainly don't lose your games, do they? Mm. You know, it's, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's a tough it's one. It's interesting... It's interesting to say that because actually in that game, uh, Stevie had two chances, didn't he? The first one, and he, it yeah. was just a, a tame effort. Um, mm. Should have done much better. Um, and he got a lot of grief for it. Second one, he hit the post. He, he improved, but he hit the post. Hoiberg yeah. in this game, he hit the post. And then he's had that tame effort. And he just, you know, it, it's, it's fine margins. That, that's what yeah. it is. You know, sometimes on, on another day, he rifles yeah. out into the back of the net and we all go mental uh, by winning, getting an injury time winner at Anfield or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's the reality, isn't it? Yeah, spot on. Guys, what we will do is we will just go for our final break of the show uh, for our listeners and audio. Hello, everyone. I'm Anna from Spurs XY and welcome back to the Spurs Women segment here on The Last Word on Spurs. Now, let's do a little bit of a roundup. We played against Arsenal midweek. That was the rearranged fixture from earlier in the calendar year. And, well, it went as predicted, to be fair, day one. Um, it was 3-0, which isn't good. And we missed a penalty at the end. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Unfortunately, there is still a gulf between the two clubs. So, you know, that's never really going to go our way. But today we had our last game of the season. It was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which was very exciting. We started and ended the season there. So that's really cool. Uh, we played against Leicester and we won 1-0, um, which pretty much sums up this season. Um, we usually scored only one goal and more often than not, they didn't concede. It's just... It's been a good season. We finished fifth in the table, which is our highest ever league finish. And, um, you know, we did very well. I think Rianne's built up a solid foundation. Our defence got a lot stronger, uh, a lot more organised. But um, obviously we still conceded goals here and there. You, you can't avoid that. Uh, unfortunately, though, we just don't really have the striking force. We don't have an out-and-out striker since we let Rihanna Dean go. Um, we... 
Yeah, we just don't really have, and it's not like we have proper attacking players. We have wing backs and we have a couple midfielders that score. But it's just like we're missing either that trio that the men's team have or just like a Harry and Son quality or some something like that. So, you know, that's definitely something I want to see us invest in the summer. And that would be the next logical step for us to build on. But overall, you know, you can't can't fault it for a majority of the part of the season. We did very, very well. We were in the top top three um, and, you know, we were playing very well. We we drew at home against Arsenal and we did well against um, United as well and other games as well. So, you know, overall, there's a lot of positive to take from the season. Um, it's just it'd be good to, to take the next step because I know we're there and we, we can do it. Um, especially because we, you know, we've got the fan base, and it'd be really good to to increase it and you know to sh- to support the women's game even more. Um, but yeah, that's it really. I, you know, I really enjoyed this season. I hope next season will be a bit better, um, depending on everything, how everything goes. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm positive about the summer. I think I wasn't sure about Rihanna at the beginning, um, but she's definitely won me over this year. I think there's a lot of good things to take from him from here. I think there are still gaps that we we really need to improve on, um, but we have a really good good set of players, um, a good squad overall, and it's just very exciting to see where the team goes. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this season segments, and I will be back next season with more. Kermine New Spurs. Going to recap some of the brilliant performances. I know Jason, he's got the underwater, was it underwater volleyball championships, Jason? I can't keep up with you on these sports. Was it next? Candle burning. <laughs> indoor <laughs> indoor skydiving from uh, from Kazakhstan. It is tonight. You know, I can't wait for a couple of weeks off. Jason's covered all the sports. I can't wait. It'll be karate next time he's going. And just to remind Rick, do you remember that Saturday morning Transworld sports show? And it used to bring you all sorts of weird and wonderful remember things. Remember it? it? He produces it. Honestly, that was like showing like video, that, was, that was like showing videos of tractors to Tory MPs, wasn't it, Jason, watching that on a Saturday morning, Transworld Sport. Give me that rather than Carve and Dala Chess with Jamie O what's he Jamie Daly Otsburg watching, that's what's right. <laughs> poor Jamie. Poor bloke. Poor Jamie. I know you're watching, son. In the crossfire, poor Jamie. And just a reminder, guys, tonight, we're absolutely delighted to be sponsored by the Beavertown Corner Pin. That's the Beavertown Pub, bang opposite the South Stand. They're doing some amazing screenings of all Spurs televised away games. They had a big one for Liverpool last night. We knew, obviously, of course, Frankie Major, one of our own over there. Also, John Wenham, not drinking a bar, just dry, but had a very good time over there. Uh, they obviously call that their home and away feature. Rich has been down there. Lee, you've been down there. Jason, I have as well. We will try and all get down together towards the end of the season, although I know Lee's off to go away very soon. Jace, well, I think Jace is still here. We will try and get together. And Rich is in and out of Lanzarote like you would never know. Poor travelling. I tell you what, if you want some experts on travelling, go see Richard Cracknell. Obviously, that result wasn't what we wanted. But um, listen, great atmosphere down there. Great fans. Great food. They've got mm. a giant telly as well in the garden with some great uh, pre-match songs beforehand. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And you know the rest. Lee does the club mix, as you know. And we know Lee, of course, is still on that laser crush between now. And he might come off it for Thursday. We must have. He might come off the laser crush. I might be off it for Thursday, to be fair. (laughs) He might be back on the main neck oil tomorrow. But obviously, they've got the entire range of Beavertown beers. Great food. Go and check them out. Love Beavertown. And I say great atmosphere in there. Pre-game, after game. And only game you want. So, um, guys, some big games coming up, of course, for Spurs. But we must touch upon a few of the big performances yesterday. Uh, Christian Romero, 
Chase, let's start with you because um, very little got past Romero on the day. He won so many headers and got his foot to the ball with some really great front foot defending. You feel if Spurs are going to build a team, most certainly it's going to be around him, isn't he? He's just superb and he's hit the ground running so fast as well. And like you said, he was injured out of the season for quite a period at the beginning for Spurs. Yeah, I think that the big thing as the season's gone on is he's, he's become more and more important for sure, as each game's gone on. He's, he's looking the player we wanted him to be. He hasn't had that that ridiculous sending off yet that I've feared we might see from him. Uh, and I don't think he... I think he is not quite as rash now as he was when he first came in, where he was constantly trying to nick the ball when he couldn't get it. But I think overall, he's, you know, he's progressed really nicely for us, isn't he? And without a doubt, you look at him and think there's a player that, that you, you build your side around. He it could be our Van Dyke, not necessarily in the composure and everything, but just that yeah, aggressive way of defending kind of sets a tone. Um I loved his reaction to the goal when there was actually a brilliant reaction when when a, there's a there's a camera angle that shows Davis, Romero and um Eric Dyer not even react to Sonny's goal. No. It's yeah, right, yeah. right, they go straight over there, right, this is what we've got to do. Stay yeah, focused. Yeah. Don't don't get caught up what's going on. We got our jobs yeah. to do and um you know, as everyone's talking about his diving header and oh, the Ben Davis phenomenal. block and things like yeah. that, it was immense on the night. But um, yeah, you know, we know how good he is, and he's he's showing it all the time. Mm, agree, totally agree. Uh, no, but... I mean, I, I don't I don't play FIFA because I, I I don't know I'm not I'm not very good. I'm probably too old for it to be fair. But his diving header was like out of a computer game from back in back in my day, let yeah. alone FIFA 2022. It was just it was just brilliant. Like to do a proper attacking diving header defensively was just I was just superb I absolutely loved it and to be fair to him you know to give it some balance he did give the ball away quite a few times in the first half and and I was thinking oh is he gonna have one of his mares but second half he was virtually faultless I thought he was I thought he was excellent but I think you're right Lee he was he was under orders to play that way in the first and if he just started a hoof it and just doing that, you'd have seen Conte saying, "Oi, that's that's not." And we're praising the game plan, so yeah. that was part of the game plan. And you know, you have to take those yeah. risks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting, Rich. He's, he's even cut out the uh, yellow cards, hasn't he? And I, I'm probably going to mm. massively jinx that now. Coming Thursday, but you know, he really has somehow so self-controlled over his behaviour on a football field. Quite unreal for a guy so so young and still adapting to the Premier League. Uh, he's he's incredible, as people have been saying. He's like a Rolls Royce of of a defender. He's actually just just his distribution. That's all, all there is. If he can if he can get that, then wow, absolutely, in, it, just off the scale, wow. But his defending attributes is is absolutely fantastic. It's just oh, um, it's, you want defenders but would rather dive and let a ball go past them or let a ball back into the net. It's like every every time a goal goes in or somebody goes past him, it's almost like he's been told a thousand kittens are going to get killed, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, he's just everything, you know, yeah. he's like the man running into a burning building. He He's yeah. he, absolutely incredible. And that can't, but you must pick up everybody around him as well. Yeah. Since he's come yeah. in and come back from that injury, Dyer looks more assured. Even Norwich looks more assured. David has stepped up. You know, if Mm. you're training alongside somebody like that, I mean, you can't think that even if he hasn't got a great grasp of English yet, I'm sure 
but I don't know, he may speak perfectly great English, but I'm sure some way, somehow, even in training, he must be so demanding of everybody around him in that back four. He's incredible. He's captain material for me, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, he's proper old school. Um, Always delivers you know, goods, but... <laughs> the best way I can describe him, Jace, he's like going back to watching football in the 70s, isn't he? A little mm. bit, like, you know, but with yeah. that, that sort of modern twist of being a, a modern day footballer. But his attitude and commitment, yeah. I mean, he's proper, proper 1970s getting in there, like, you know, I, I totally. love him. That's, that's what I think. love him. You met you mentioned earlier like he's a Rolls Royce. I, I, we used to say like we had Rolls Royce and the Bentley of Yamba Tongan and uh and Old of the World. I actually think this fella's a, a Mercedes G sixty three. I have said this before, but you go and have a butcher's at a G sixty three, proper high quality, absolute brilliant, Brabus edition, but man alive, can he get involved and do the you know all the dirty work? And that's that's exactly what Romero is. You know, he's he's a high class, controlled aggression. I think Raj just said it. But you know, you know that six wheeler. Go and Google it. The six wheeler G sixty three. Absolutely, yeah. that's him. And he, and he just uh, bang have some of that. And like, I just love it. I mean, you know, he, he, he has been he's been superb. And and you can pick mm. out some faults. Yeah. I remember Jace when 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 he first came. Jace was and he just referenced oh, it. You know, bit, bit rash. Like, can he cut that rash out of his game? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you, you think about it. You know, he he um, the ball went over his head. For the Burnley goal in that yeah. on, on that night, and he should have done better. He gave the penalty away for make it two two at the Etihad Stadium. They're just two off the top of my head. Some some of the mistakes. I mean, to be fair, on one of them early tackles in the first half yesterday, that that could have been a, a different outcome as well. It wasn't even given as a foul, but he, yeah. it definitely was a foul. So he, he's got a couple of, uh, away with a couple of them, but you know, he is he brings something like you just said, Crackers, something completely different to the back four. I think he. He plays the way like Conte would want to play. Like I, I think he's a he's a Conte player. Does that make sense? No, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, we must give shout outs in Dyer as well. You know, he, he did marshal that back line ever so well. You know, I think people just have to remember Dyer was a player that would make continuous errors, you know, every game. And you look at the way he has been so consistent. And I'm gonna be able to say, I think guys will know my thoughts on Dyer. Um, and Lee knows my thoughts at the start of the season. I was not convinced. Dyer will be able to cut out those errors. Mm. So do you know what? I absolutely love being proved wrong. And Dyer is proving me wrong and proving why he should be playing at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. And all credit to him. Ben Davis, another one. Rich, you said it earlier. We mm. may have to look to bring in... Ben Davis said we may have to look to bring in a player that may be better than Davis. But this season, Davis has been absolutely phenomenal. And uh, Lee... Reference of his six out of ten. Listen, you've got to say seven or eight yesterday. He was superb. I know Glenn Hoddle, of course, who Rich has obviously been with a lot recently for his Legends Nights. I think See, more Glenn, Glenn than I have my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last couple of months. Hey, he's saving better than Matt. I think rightly so. I think Ali gave him a nine out of ten. Ali yes. Gold. Yeah, yes. turn it over. Exactly. <laughs> well played, there we mate. go. There There's a dive from Jason. Yeah, credit where credit's due. And, look, and, yeah. and you, you mentioned Eric Dyer there before, and I think you know sitting in a back three in the middle of a back three definitely suits him more. It's a little, it's a little bit like Winks. If Winks goes in the midfield three, he, he's he's um, he's more comfortable than he is in the yeah, midfield. This two. is the most comfortable uh, we've seen Davis, haven't we? Since yeah, I think since his yeah. time at Spurs, definitely one hundred percent. So consistent. I mean, it's quite interesting as well because I know that. Um, uh, TJ that we had on last week 
uh, was talking about the rock star, um, you know, from Brighton, Cooker. I'm going to murder his name. Cookerella. Cookerella. The spell in the WhatsApp group, obviously. This will, listening be fun. Viewing. this will be a fun one if we get this over the line. Yeah, Jason probably up, can't stand this, but if we do get Cookerella over the line, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, a few of the been shouting Cookerella. And, you know, but what's funny, he, he's, he's started to play his best football for Brighton as a left-sided centre-back. I mean, you could not make this stuff up. You know, he's playing in the same position as Ben Davis. And although although I probably, although I do probably agree that we, we need to have an upgrade in, you know, certain positions like Jason Crackers have both said earlier in the show, I, I would be, I would be hard pressed to say if, if we got, is there more pressing positions to, um, uh, to fill than Ben Davis's left centre-back? Like, I don't think we're losing games or dropping points because of the left-sided centre-back. No, I agree. I think we're yeah. dropping points or losing games because we ain't got any decent wing-backs like, that are actually doing the proper job. Or, or a creator in that midfield. Or, or a creative a person or a backup agree. striker or whatever you want to yeah. call the, the other person coming in. Agree. Do, agree. do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I, I, I would wonder whether mm. if a Bastoni is, um, uh, is available, which is anyone available? Probably everyone's available for the money. But if somebody like that is available, then yeah, you probably you probably go after them. But I, I would I would be want you know something's for certain, right? Ben Davis can't play left wing back, can he? Like, like to be fair. So you know if we're if we're going to take Ben Davis out and get a left sided centre back, we've still yeah. got to go and improve the left wing back scenario and the right wing back scenario and a creative player. I, I don't think Ben Davis's position should be in question at the moment. I think he's doing a brilliant no. job. On that segue into the wing-backs, I mean, listen, Sessegnon, to be fair, and I think you guys made the point earlier, a bit of a hesitant start early on. Maybe nerves, it's a big night at Anfield. The crowd were right behind them. Maybe that was maybe part of it. I mean, we heard his post-match interview. You know, he's very shy, Sessegnon. He comes across very, very shy, very timid. But, um, you know, I think tactically, as the game grew, so did Sessegnon. And obviously that came with a goal that must have given him an air of confidence. I just want Sessegnon to believe in himself more mm. that he can be that player for Conte. I just want to see that within him because I think when he starts to believe it, I think he'll deliver more. I really, really do. And I think, you know, if you tell me now out the two, who do I want more, you know, Regulon or Sessegnon? I still feel said this, I still feel with Sessegnon there's going to be more of a player in there than Regulon. I really, really do. I mean, you know, Emerson, I think you boys said it earlier. I think, you know, when you're given Emerson that set task to do in terms of defend, he can do it. But we're going to have a big problem. If we rely on Emerson in these next remaining games in terms of bringing Tottenham forward, that's going to be an issue. But defensively, he was superb. Jay touched upon earlier, Davinson Sanchez came on, really adjusted well to the actual, not only physicality, but the actual timing of the game. To get into that rhythm, it's not easy. You know, coming into a game like that, Spurs-Liverpool, so much on the line. He was superb as well. And Benton Core, it's interesting. I'm seeing quite a few comments on Benton Core over the show and some comments that we had in. Uh, Phil Loveday came in and said, have we now seen the best of Benton Core? Seems like he's on his downward slide. Can he cut out the errors and beat that dynamic player? Guys, guys. Come on, man. It's only two or three weeks ago. We were saying Benton Core's been an amazing signing. I mean... on a downward slide. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It's early. I mean... I don't yeah. think any. I think as, game. I think as well. You got to bear in mind who we're playing, where Liverpool, we're playing. Liverpool. They yeah. force you into so many. They force Manchester City into mistakes and things. Yeah. So and they make their players you know, average as well at times as well. You got to you got to allow for that a little bit. They, they swarm all over you in that. And the the passing lines when you're you're mm. playing 
like you had to do. It's not that simple. So, no, he gave the yeah. ball away a couple the early, of times. The early, but... the early shot, I mean, the early shot, I, that's the only frustration. I, I, you know, could have done better with that early shot. But, I mean, overall, since he's come here, Benton Cool, I mean, you can count on one hand just really his poor performances. I mean, he's been superb. I mean, Rich, on Benton Cure, anything you want to add on that? Yeah, don't fight players off like two minutes into their careers. But do you know what? Kulisevsky, 15 minutes into his debut for Spurs, and I did. I saw a tweet from someone, I can't remember who it is now, but just went, I don't think this bloke's really up to it, to be honest, 15 minutes. Honestly, it's just... Oh man, I I don't know. It's <laughs> I've got no answer with, to it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like you have one bad game and that's it. You've got to be out the door. You have yeah. one great game and like oh, it's it's giving the Ballon d'Or. It's either out yeah. the door or Ballon d'Or, isn't it? Oh, it's I like, like that. Out, it's that's, just, that's, that's got a shit quiz like about that? it. Out the door or Ballon d'Or. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's there's a shit quiz for next time, isn't it? That is <laughs> <laughs> it is, but yeah. yeah listen, he, uh, he's done. I think he's done fan- fantastic. He's come in, done yeah. very well. Kulusevski, the same. If you can mm. go and find some more of those rejects and go and strengthen in other areas, then all, all, all the more power to you. So, but, he, but yeah. Sessignon as well. Twenty-one, Rick. It's twenty-one. It's a massive yeah. step up. Massive step up to go from the championship. To, to the Premier League. It's it's huge, absolutely huge. And, and as he gets a little bit older, it is, it, you know, he will he'll start to believe in himself, better players around him, pick up his confidence. So there is some now to grow. It's those, you've got to find those ones now of, yeah. are they going to develop like Sessignon, like Hill? Uh, we've got uh, Saar that's to, that's to come back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And loaned out. And you have to take a look at them and go, can we get more out of them? Well, is their final trajectory point going to take us to where we need to be and where they can go? Yes. Chris. And you keep them and you try and develop them. Then there's the other players you go, uh, you know, I don't think, I think this is it. I think this is as much as we're going to get out of them. That's not enough. Thanks very much. Go and find yourself another club. I think you'll, I think you'll see, well, you've already seen based on the January window that, you know, Conte is only going to work with players that he feels he can either generally develop, we can get more out of. So I think that's why it's intriguing. If he can stay over the summer, you know, you're going to see very quickly the players that he feels he can progress. Um, Jace, we touched upon him earlier and a player that has had, a lot of stick this season, Pierre-Mir um, He made a great interception very early on. I think six minute in, um, it broke to obviously Spurs having a great chance, which Kane really on another day maybe might have taken. Um, but, you know, obviously he's being judged a lot on that final chance. Hoybier, do, do you understand, Jace, the, the stick he's taken over the last, well, four or five months, really? I think from the turn of the year, been a lot of people on Hoybier's back. No, not particularly. We know we know his his deficiencies, but you know at the time when he was taking most of the flack, our holding midfield players, the one that's being criticised for not creating, and we had lots of creative players that weren't creating at that stage. So no, he's he's there to do the the basic job, uh, and he did that excellently yesterday for a lot of the game. Yeah, there'll always be there. The, the the technique side where you look at him and think, could you have made that pass? Could you have done this? Could you have done that? But I think sometimes we can nitpick at, at certain players 
Um, like I say, you know, your holding midfield player shouldn't be in the six-yard box at that stage of the game. So, you know, I, I thought he, he made a massive contribution to Tottenham getting a point yesterday, that's for sure. Totally agree. Guys, final cut of players. I mean, listen, Harry Winks coming on. You know, his late cross could have and maybe should have brought Spurs his winner. This is the irony about Harry Winks. A player that will probably end up leaving this season. Could have had a massive contribution as to where this top four race would have done and where it could have gone. But listen, still games to play. So Winks coming on did make a difference yesterday. I know, again, that might upset me when we say that. But just being honest with you, Harry Kane, uh, let me just come over to you. Overall, Harry's performance, he said earlier that he was carrying, a, you feel obviously still carrying that slight, not even on good, good authority. I mean, I thought obviously played superbly in the build up to the goal. Um, overall for you, Lee? Good enough contribution from Kane? I think for Kane's high standards, no. But I think that Fabinho was on him. Like, literally just took him... They they defended him really, really well. I thought that when, when Kane tries to drop in, into that kind of number number 10 area, that there was no no one really for, for him to go after. He did get, get the ball away for the goal and all that sort of stuff and ended up creating that. So, you know, I think, I think pretty much, yeah, I'll probably give, probably give Kane one of your Ben Davis scores, six out of 10, uh, maybe, maybe it's a bit harsh, but look, the thing is with Kane, you expect so much of him, don't you? Yes, not I mean, because of yeah. his le- the levels that he plays at, same as Son. Yeah. So, so actually his, his six out of 10 is probably, you know, your average eight out of 10, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think it was a hard game for him. I think that, um, I think that he's mm. he needs to get back to the form that he showed in uh but just before the Brighton game that that form City was, City uh, was phenomenal. Out. I mean City was, was like a different rate? animal. I mean, that, that's the yeah. game we need against Arsenal. I mean and listen to be fair, you've yeah. got to say Arsenal, he does pretty much always show up against Arsenal. So yeah, let's hope agree. so. Yeah. Uh, Son, listen, we said earlier Son, he worked so hard throughout, got the goal. He does step up him in Son. The big games, you've got to say Sonny does step up. Guys, conscious of the amount of time we've We've gone into the show. Just want to close it on this. You know, um, obviously Spurs' final three fixtures. We know we've got the big North London derby this Thursday, which we're doing a big preview on Tuesday night with the wonderful Michael Bridge alongside uh, Anthony Costa, Frankie Major, back for a big preview of that, of course. Arsenal's obviously final two, apart from obviously the derby, which is obviously the third game in this allotted segment. We've got obviously Newcastle away, Everton at home, Chelsea's final three fixtures they stand, Leeds away, Leicester at home, Watford at home. Um, boys, if we're being honest now, just going round the table a final time. I know we've done this so many times about this top form where it's going to end up. Rich, where do you want to see, see it now going in to Thursday? How do you want to see feel about Spurs' chances of that top four based on those fixtures to come for the respective clubs? Rick, can't call it. I just, I simply cannot call it. I, do, I, do, I just can't. I just cannot. Um there's so many twists and turns. The Premier League just throws up some crazy, crazy... Uh, ask me Friday morning if we win. But, I mean, if we lose, it's over anyway. But if we win, it's very much game on. It's all on Thursday. It is all on Thursday. We win it, well, it is, it's yeah. massively game on. Um, win that, I think we do it. I think we do do it. I can't see them getting six points out of those last two games. And I think a win for us on Thursday spurs us on in those last two games. And I think that we we get we get the job done by hook or by crook. Yeah. Conti gets those boys to get us over the line. And uh, 
I'm I'm just not going to sleep this week. It, it it will it will wake me up. I know it will. I know I shouldn't get that involved, but I will be waking up, and th- th- this will be on my mind Thursday night. It it really will be. Yeah. So uh, at the moment, as it stands before that game, just can't call it, Rick. I yeah, cannot cannot call it. It is yeah. it's so difficult. It's yeah. huge, 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 huge. Rich, conscious of time. I just want to fit this in now. Anything, diary, Rich? You want to let us know anything that's uh available for fans to book. I know obviously there's been, you've had, you've been doing loads of shows recently. Very quickly, Rich, anything we should be made aware of? Um, back, uh, back for a couple of weeks, the end of May, and I'm doing a night with Michael Dawson in Chessington on Friday. Um, uh, one or two tickets left. If that, uh, week after in Gloucester, uh, at Hardwick FC with Colton Palmer. I'm really looking forward to that. Cause there's a man with a story to yeah. tell. Uh, and then Razor Ruddock at Taverners FC, again down in Gloucester on the 27th. Then I come home on the 31st of May, and that's me done for three months. And it all starts again from September. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to learn. I'm going to be like Ray Winston in Sexy Beast. I've got some gold budgie smugglers, and I'm just going to lay there and turn into like a leather sofa. I'm just hoping that... Uh, I'm just hoping old Donny Logan don't come and visit me. You've got one more job in you. No, 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 no. I'll start getting all that from Sexy Beats. But, yes, so that's coming up. Keep an eye on the socials and you can see all what I'm up to. And opening a trainer shop as well, Rick. What? It's not as Lonsdale LaSalle's, is it, in there? They're not the feature, are they? LaSalle's <laughs> Lonsdale. Yeah, watch his space. Sneaker Dogs UK, Sneaker Dogs uh, Espana as well. So uh, those aren't the fine sneakers. In conjunction with the boys at Rue Star as well. There yeah, you go. We've got a little little trainer thing going on as well. Watch his Amazing. face. Look at Jason's face. Look, why can't <laughs> you just wear a pair of Lonsdales and just be done with it? <laughs> you wear a pair of flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Rich, That's me. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Love having you on. Thank you so much for all your time. Jace, um, last chance to ask you about this top four Battle, I think you'll be next on probably with us for the uh, closing ceremony if we have a last one on Spurs Awards, which could be swiftly abandoned. Only joking if we don't get the result on Thursday. But, Jace, where do you see it, honestly, now going into the business end, the real business end of the season? I think we have to win both the next two games. And I think Burnley is massive because the physical effort... I think... Almost equally, yeah, because I think, you know, even if you beat Arsenal, you're still behind them. And then you've, we know Conte doesn't rose. We can more or less name the team now, can't we? We know what team's going to play Arsenal unless there's an injury. And we know pretty much what team's going to play Burnley. Uh, There's not much chance to rotate. Again, with the physical, the mental, the emotional effort, and then playing 12 o'clock Sunday. And we know those early kickoffs. Arsenal have a whole day extra with Newcastle on the um, the Monday night. I wish we had the Monday night, not the Sunday lunchtime. So I think if to to um, to beat Burnley means that Newcastle Arsenal kick off at Newcastle behind us. Yes, and that's that right. that's important. They've got to respond, and yep. I think what you get at this stage of the season, the first goal in games is huge. I it totally is agree. at any stage yep. of the season, but now, oh, now you yeah, know yeah, if Arsenal. If Arsenal go a goal down in a game they must win to go in yep. front of us, yep. then that takes a lot. And then you've got to start pushing forward and leaving gaps and things. So I think the first job is to beat Arsenal on Thursday, which actually I think then pretty much takes goal difference out of it because 
goal difference at the moment is plus six in our favour. Yeah. It will be a minimum of plus eight because we'll go up at least one. They'll go down at least one. So yeah. that takes the, the goal difference out. But then we must go and beat Burnley and make Arsenal kick off that Monday night game chasing us, not not drop points against Burnley and all the pressures off them. Yeah. So I think to, to Burnley is just as important as Arsenal. Yeah. Jase, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I know we will let you go very shortly and watch the uh, the under Underworld Diving Championships on BBC4 on the uh, North Atlantic edition. We'll let Jace go and do that very shortly. Perfect. Lee, let's, <laughs> Lee, let's close it with you. <laughs> we always, listen, we expect from Lee a rallying finish on these kind of shows. Lee, I know many you've done in the last, I must say, I think it's our 100, 100, 101th episode of last one on Spurs just this season. So I know that Ch- is the magnitude of how many shows we've done this season. It's been mental. Amazing. Channel 812, it's on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but Rick, Rick, you called it the Underworld Diving Championship, live from Hades, live from hell. It's under. Could, it's I must underworld. say that could be, Joe. You know, that could be a different, completely show. Dark, if you're web, dark web stuff going on, Rick. Freaking hell, mate. And you could, t- you could tell, you could tell I did a break for the show, can't you? You could tell I'm mentally done. And, and another one as well. You just called it the hundred and one show, not the hundred and first, Rick. Rick, have a summer off, mate. Oh, Please mate, honestly, take I, a um, break, mate. Please I, um, take a break. The early June can't run over enough. He's, uh, he's said, mentally <laughs> done. He's mentally done from playing so well yesterday in uh, in the midfield. Oh man, um, I did prop to Lee. I said to Lee, if it all goes well with Conte that first of June, mate, I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's Lee McQueen rolling the train for. Whatever's over a fortnight, if it does all go wrong, look, yeah, we might need to. Let's 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 get the the last one on Spurs, having the last one on Spurs. The North London Derby is is absolutely huge. I've done, I had a little look back at kind of you know the rivalries, and this this might surprise a few people, it definitely surprised me, and it would definitely surprise Arsenal fans. We've been at rivals with them in the league for about 12, 12 seasons now. Um, considering they're so far ahead of us with champions, uh, being the champion in the Premier League, winning Premier League, winning cups, this, that, and the other. Actually, their league position, uh, it was under Harry Redknapp all them years ago that we started to real challenge them in yeah, the totally. league, like two points off, one point off, and they were finishing above us, um, which, is, which is fair enough. And then, and then obviously the tables turned. It's an absolutely massive game. I remember loads of people can remember all these different ones where we've been down. I remember when we smashed them 5-1 to get into the into the League Cup final. We sung K Sarah Sarah in the old White Hart Lane in the South Stand, South Up where I was, um, for probably about 20 minutes solid, just singing. It's an amazing atmosphere. We've got to create that on, on Thursday. I think the players will, I think everyone will want to be up with it. I think that I think Jace makes a really good point about the Burnley thing. I think you've been on fire tonight, Jace. To be fair, mate, but um, I think, uh, but we have to win the uh, we have to win against Arsenal first. It's, it's everything else is ridiculous. It doesn't matter if 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 they win. Here's the scary thing, right? If they beat us, they're oh, guaranteed Champions League football. Right? In, our, sta- in our stadium, in our stadium, yeah, exactly. So look, yeah, and yeah. It's, they've won the title there before with that two-two. You know they've they've done it before. We we've done it to them. You know in our yeah. Champions League final season, 2018-19, Abamyang misses that penalty or Louise saves mm. that penalty. It's a one-one yeah. draw. They they win that game. They beat us to top four. That we only beat them by one point. This is my what's what I'm saying. Like go back through the the Premier League record books. It's, it has been topsy turvy between Tottenham and Arsenal for for them, for them places. Um, I've always maintained that 72 points we get in the top four. 
Um, I still think that's the case. Um, I'm hoping that'll be a little bit less because Spurs can only get 71. But, you know, it is out of our hands. But I do think if, like Cracker said, if we beat Arsenal on Thursday, I think that we get top four because the momentum will be with us. And at this stage of the season, it is massive. Momentum's like, look, look what's just happened today, right? Before the Liverpool kicked off against Tottenham, everyone was talking about Liverpool's quadruple. Now, they're all talking about Man City going to win the league, right? Because they've just got... It's a momentum shift. They dropped some points and all of a sudden, it's the momentum shift. No, I didn't think, and a lot of people that I spoke to didn't think that we'd get a thing from Liverpool. So to come away with a point, you might have a scenario where we beat Arsenal... They don't have to lose to any of them other teams. They just have to draw. And then, and then when we win our other games, it might be that we draw against Burnley. Get this one. We might draw, win, beat Arsenal, draw against Burnley. But then if they lose against Newcastle, that point that we just got against Liverpool is going to do us a real favour. So I still think there's, there's a complication to happen. All we've got to do, and Tottenham, please, you've bottled, we have bottled it before. You can, you can yeah. say what you want. We have. Yeah. Do not do that again. Just go out, win your next three games and see what happens. If we if we return a points total of 71 and don't get in the top four, you've got to put your hands up and go, well, we gave it all I've got on a, on a really fragmented season and next year is going to be amazing. We're already top five, so let's go for it. But I do think that if we beat Arsenal, we will go top four. So let's yeah. see what happens. It's over Agreed. to Conte and it's over to his yeah. staff, isn't it? So come on, Spurs, totally get it done. Yeah, we are all going to be here, there and everywhere at some point in that stadium. There, There is going to be a post-match oh, I must show. Say, I just... Rick, sorry to, uh, sorry to oh. totally cut across you, but I must yeah. say, I am doing a show after the North London derby. So we are doing a show and it's going to yeah. be pretty much straight after. But if, if I've come off the lazy, laser crush and I'm on the, uh, I'm on the other stuff, you have to bear with me, yeah. and I definitely will be in transit. Okay, might yeah, not be I'm... the Uber journey, but but you gotta, you know. So yeah. views and listeners, I'm not gonna be in my, you know, in my nice little. It's gonna be pretty lively because we might be going down a corner pin to celebrate our new sponsors, Beaver Town, um, with an an amazing North London derby win. So you know, you just have to go with the flow, people. And we come off the laser crush as quick as Tottenham are back in the back in the race for a Champions League spot on that final day. And I must add the same thing. I'm, we will be doing a show on Thursday. I just can't confirm where that will be <laughs> or, how, or what movie will be. In. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be exciting. It will be. We'll be there somewhere, and we will be live. Jason looks absolutely terrified as to what's coming next. What's coming next is we're going to let this man go and go check out those Underworld North Atlantic, Tra- North Atlantic Championships on Channel Six Six Six, as Hudson put in the comments there. But from Lee, from the wonderful Richard Crattle back on last one, I suppose, and from Jason McGovern. Guys, thank you so much for incredible support. I think, again, we had about 800, 900 of you watching us live tonight across all our platforms. Thank you so Hit much. The likes. Hit the likes. Hit the likes. Please keep safe. Keep well. Keep believing. It's all on Thursday. We're back on Tuesday. Make order what how you want to go with that. But as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.